Congratulations. Your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Monday edition of the program. How you living, Threes? I'm good, brother. How are you, man? Are you doing any better from your uh, from your long weekend? Your, you know, the project seems to be complete, right? Look, seems to be. How's that going? I was um, as a young kid. Um, I was told if you don't have anything nice to say, don't think any, say anything at all. Yeah, I was taught that um, too. Yep. And and I've ad- abided by that. About seventy three percent of the time in yeah. life, yeah, eh, getting to the point. You know, we'll see. You're getting to your breaking we'll see. point. Yeah, getting close. Getting I'm with close. you. I'm with little, you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. boy, what a real treat. Yeah, little some complications. Threes complications. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens. You love a complications, of course. You love you know a complication. What? You know yeah, what? Because that's what I want. Yeah, I life want would it. be boring if yeah. things went smooth. Yeah, that's exactly know? right. Yeah, I have no interest in smooth. I like mishap, of misfortune. Course. Yeah, yeah. Who wants permanent everything damage? Mean, yeah, I like that. So that, <laughs> that that allows for you know keeps it spicy through the fall. Permanent damage before completion. Before completion, you know, it's like it'd be better. one thing if it was like, oh, hey, everything got completed. Interesting. Yeah, we made permanent damage, but yeah. no, you're telling me permanent damage before before we actually get to say this is a wrap. Before it's a wrap. Permanent damage. That's fun. So yep. that'll be a that's going to make for a fun fall for me. Um, there was you know it was funny. I was um, looking at this the the weekend, and I was thinking you know we lasted a show on yeah. Friday, uh, and we continue to do this show nine to noon, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started to think back is because usually on a Monday, what I do is I have a note section in my phone, and then yeah. I I write down little things that are interesting to me okay. from the. T- from the time that we're off That's until right. the next show, and then there are components of those notes that become the show. That's yeah. That's the way it works behind the curtain, uh, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so this morning when I was putting this together and, and Chops was text, Chops texted me Sunday, and he's like, what about guests? And so we had a little back and forth on how to put that together and, uh, and kind of the big planning of it. And I looked at my notes, and, dude, there were like 15 things. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't know if we'll have time to go to Bed Bath and Beyond today. There's so I don't know. much going Maybe on. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have to Amazon some Maybe things. Not. But look, I think <laughs> there's a lot that has happened since we last did a show. For some reason, you know, it just popped in my in my brain because I was like, what did happen? So then I go, I'm like, where was I even Friday? Oh yeah, I was in Indy. Um, you were in Indy. I was in Indy for the Big Ten media deals. Okay, and I'm there, and and then all of a sudden I hear Ryan Day talk about. Um, What's that USC linebacker or whatever? I'm not again. I'm not getting his name. I know he's in school, but yeah. he's not. They're, sure. they're waiting. So anyway, what I think about when I'm hearing him say that is, what the hell are you waiting for? The NCAA has no power. What do you mean is he eligible from transferring? Just say he point. is eligible. Actually, playing, here's his playing. number. He's number fifty-eight, and he might start for us. Right. I mean, what, what are we <laughs> waiting for, Ohio it. State? Knock it off. Gosh. That's, anyway, that's another reason point. why. Whenever people are saying, like, oh, Ohio State should go out on their own, that's all you need to know. Ohio State is still waiting for the NCAA on a transfer when there should be free transfer, but because it was a week before free transfer, it's not. What? We're still following rules. 
Nobody else is. Nobody else uh, is. So we, we will not branch are. out of the Big Ten people. So just yep. buckle up because it looks like we'll be calling Rutgers in Kansas. Um, <laughs> you know, in a couple of years. We're I texted gonna, we're gonna... to Brandon Godden last night. I said, buddy, I just can't wait for – So <laughs> In Lawrence? One well, of our, we should go to Fog Allen. Look at one, the of our, <laughs> one of our, our, our spotter, um, big Notre Dame fan, and he said, uh, college football, you know, realignment. And it was a photo of every single FBS team in the SEC, and then it said independent Notre Dame. And it was just yeah. like a, obviously a joke. And yep. uh, I said, buddy, I just can't wait to be with you kind folks in three years. Rutgers at Kansas, you know, yep. barn burner opening weekend. Week it's going to be amazing. You know, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. There's. But anyway, I don't know why that got me fired up this morning, but I was like, I didn't even think anything of it when he said it. And then just this morning, when I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, wait, isn't there a free transfer? Like, what are we, what are we waiting? Well, there's for? no, there is no governing body currently in college football. That's right. So you can Mark do Evan whatever you want. Said he wanted they to decentralize the, the NCAA. So they're out. So why, you can do whatever so why you we, want. What are we right waiting now? for? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. There's no, anyway. and it's been this way for a while. To be fair, I mean, we were us in Penn State. We're, and the only reason I'm comparing the two is because we both said, we'll take whatever punishment you give and please go easy on that. We were the only, we were the last ones to do that. Everybody else since it was, ah, why don't you prove it? Ah, right. why don't you prove it? Go ahead. Good luck. Yep. Carolina basketball, ah, prove it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what you got. And guess what? Guess what happened work. to Miami or North Carolina or all these schools? Oh, yeah. Yep. You know? Arizona basketball, Kansas basketball. Yeah. What happened? Nothing. Chilling. Nothing. Yep, chilling. Nothing to see yep. here. Um, so, and and by the way, we had we had this was I I thought, and we'll get to this in a second. Um, I I thought I was prepared for Blue Jacket sell off, but it yeah. was still a little. You sent me the text on Seth. I was at uh, friends for dinner uh, when I got when you sent me the Seth text, and I knew that was coming. And when we had Porty on Friday, I had a pretty good feeling. Uh, but it still hits you to see it. And to it kind does. of think about the remake that this team is, is about ready to go under, uh, the Atkinson trade as well, and we'll reflect on that. Um, that one so hit the, me more because yeah, it was like – I think so too. at least with Seth, with PLD, with Josh, um, there was a bunch of guys who wanted to either be elsewhere or, as in, in a more politically correct way, test the market, right? Yeah. Um, test the market is a translation for – I want to see if there's something better out there. Yeah. <laughs> and if it is, I'm out versus staying loyal. Uh, you know, it's like when you're dating somebody. You're like, you know, I just think we just I think we Let's need a break. People. And, and maybe break. we should see other people. And, and if, you know, if it's meant if to this be, is we'll real, come back to each other. If you know? it's real, if it's meant if to it's be, real, we'll come back to each we'll other. We'll find you know? each Translation, other again. I'm, you know, I'm, wonderful. I'm, yeah. So, there will be no jealousy, no yeah. resentment at me dating right. other humans. That won't be yes. a problem. Yeah. You'll be and fine so, with it because we're meant to be. Right, exactly. Yeah, if it's meant to be, <laughs> that's it'll a great be, one. You know, You're it's meant like to a Florida Georgia Line song right now. It's you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be, baby. If mm-hmm. it's meant to be, yeah, it's a great hook. Anyway, that so lyric right there just seemed exactly like what Florida Georgia Line would sing. What you just said. Well, that's yeah, exactly I mean, what they would sing. Uh, right yeah, there. I think that was you should, good job uh, out of you. Go on the Apple Music, right, right yeah. in between the in the break and just uh, a little snippet. Expand you'll be like, my oh, horizon. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so anyway, I <laughs> Cam was someone that was loyal to you, immersed in the community. And look, this is the business, but it hit home because it, it really felt like, um, it. look, it's a personal reflection on your commitment to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, 
by your, I mean mine. And so, like, what I was committed to St. Louis, and I was different because the team was moving to L.A. So there's a little – but I know the feeling of being so committed to an organization when others weren't, and then it's still just a – it just it, – I hate saying this, but it literally is just the business. It is what it is, right? It is the front yeah. office saying, you know what, if we're doing a complete retooling, reloading, remastering, whatever you want to call it, some of these older voices in the locker room um, – yeah we're going to have to just move on from them. We want a new identity. We want a new direction. It's going to hurt, but we got to rip off these Band-Aids. It stinks when a player isn't expecting it and is blindsided. I, don't, I definitely don't think Cam expected it. Um, it's a lot of change. And then what, what else did I text you over the weekend? And I think we learned it. And, and I, I got to text Jake Long this morning. I, I want to say congratulations um, to the University of Michigan because – they're not a basketball school or a football school. They're a hockey school. I mean, hockey and basketball can I mean, share. Four in the, I mean, four in the top pretty five? Pretty remarkable, yeah. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah, pretty impressive. I got a question, though. Did they win the national championship last year? I have no idea. I don't follow I don't think they did. I, I don't, don't think know. they did. I think that's why yeah. I was being facetious because I, I think, you know, when you get four of the top five, you think surely they're just better than everybody else. Well, but I had it's interesting you that. say that and bring up Jake Long because last night while we were in between Olympics, BTN was playing the 06 game. Oh. And uh who won? <laughs> good job out of you. So, what well, I, was, I was watching with the boy and this is I couldn't make it up because it's too good to be made up. And it was a very earnest question. We were watching the game all the build oh, up, the kickoff. Amazing. And and Peyton my my 9-year-old who we call Black Cobra from time to time. He goes, he's looked at it, and he was like, I could see him processing that it said number one versus number two, and Michigan goes right down and scores with Mike Hart. And he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, Dad, Michigan was good? I said, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes, son. They yeah, once they were. were. They once yep. were good. Um, yep. And they're not anymore. And it's kind of a microcosm, I think, for the Big Ten, and we'll get into that in the 11 o'clock hour in terms of where the league is and how it has to be proactive. Did you get sucked into the Olympics at all? Uh, I did last night a little bit. Um, I did too last night. Yeah, you know the look. All I know is that I want a coach rooting for me, like oh, Australia's boy. swim coach. That guy. Oh, that's smokes. all I need. That's what all. What a I human! Need. The funny thing is, you could tell like gyration. the volunteer, the volunteer working for the Olympics was like trying to calm him down. The dude grabbed his mask, and you could tell he thought about just chucking it. Chucking. He it. was yep. so juiced up. It was amazing. So it was funny watching it the first time. My wife was dying laughing, and I said, "What is?" I said, "It's funny, sure, but I, what is? What did? What it struck you so funny about this?" And what struck her so funny was the was that response of the volunteer. Yes, more so than him. Like she saw that the first time. Then when I saw the replays, I saw her reaction. It was pretty good. It was. She it was, was just pretty so good. calm. And yeah. it was just kind of like a. You could tell, like she was almost like laughing, not knowing what to do with this. Yeah human being going absolutely berserk but Crazy. it was great i loved it that's that's the passion of the olympics man these these well, athletes trained four plus one year right like yeah. four years and, and when they're talking about the gymnasts and oh. you're like gosh can you imagine having that mindset you're building up to this certain moment and then having seconds. to extend that a year oh like that's strict that's dieting. a great point that's strict training um I thought it was unique to see Simone not perfect. I mean, my goodness, when they – she's still elite. But when you see, like, her off by just a little bit, that's all they kept saying last night. I mean, I couldn't tell yeah. the difference. But, I couldn't uh, either. Except for the they balance kept, beam. They kept going. The balance beam was the only thing. Like, when she, when she um, 
you know, did the three steps on the off the bound, off the beam. I'm like, but she's doing a move called the Biles. So yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's right. just insane. So she's know. still. I I didn't understand that. Like her degree of difficulty is still so good that even when she messes up, she's fine. Yes, that's the deal. Yeah. Okay. I struggle, Bo. I couldn't with make sense of it. I was like, wait a second. This doesn't seem right. I don't understand it. Because I don't understand. It's like yeah, you get more credit for trying something that's more difficult and screwing it up than actually going a notch below and knocking it out of the park. Yeah, so I had the like, trouble with that. I'm like, you what? know what I didn't have trouble with? And I, it's amazing how it sucks me in every four years is the swimming. The swimming yes. gets me every four years. And yeah. I'm, it's so interesting to listen to the narrative around Ledecky. So she is, you know, probably the second greatest swimmer of all time behind Phelps. And That's right. she's as dominant as anyone's ever been. And, you you know, it, you could argue that as dominant as Phelps. And when you get to the long races where, like this morning, she set an Olympic record in a qualifying race. Uh, it's it's so, so dominant. So a lot of the narrative was like, you know, Ledecky, you know, stumbles to bronze. And it's like, well, wait a second. She swam, from what I could tell, the third fastest time. Do I have this right? The third yes. fastest time ever, ever in an event 400. that is not yeah. her specialty, right? Yes. It's not her specialty. She, fan, she she swam the third fastest ever, and someone swam the second fastest ever that beat her. Yes. And that's failure? Yeah. Like, no, no, wait. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you wrap your head around that? Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, that that's crazy. Like, Oh, she failed. She finished. In the, she got a silver. Well, wait, no, no, no. She <laughs> what? Right. Katie, what happened? Well, I ran the. I swam the fastest I've ever swam in this event. It wasn't quite good enough. I don't know if that's failure. I have right. a hard time understanding how that's failure. Um, and the Australian girl won it. She was spectacular, and that led to the that led to the coach losing his mind. But it is amazing how the swimming pulls me in, and I don't. I like. I marvel at the the dolphin kick things that they do and the butter all this it's stunning oh, it's insane they're the mermaids, of bro it. they're mermaids yeah. i it um it is so if she wins i think four golds which she still can do she will become the most she'll have the most gold medals as a female swimmer i think or maybe that all would, times i don't know she's so well, up phelps there. I, I looked this up because i misremembered phelps i forgot the dominance of michael oh, phelps gosh. yeah how many gold medals do you think he won in his career just off the top of your head. Uh, low 30s. Okay, you went a little higher than I did. I thought he was okay. like I thought he was like 15 or 16. Like I remember he had Is the he high 20s in the in the Beijing Olympics. I thought he was around there. So I knew that and then I thought he had a couple in the other Olympics. He won gold medals in four different Olympics yeah. and finished with 23. Mm. 23 gold medals. Mm-mm-mm. That's just impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. So, yeah, I mean, that that the swimming, it's interesting when, when it's for Olympics for me, it's the swimming and it's the track and field. And they always yeah. anchor the swimming off the top and the track and field at the end. I like them because the it's binary. Yeah, I can, you can see when, who wins. It's it's done on in the in the pool or on the track. The hard part I have with gymnastics is judges. Right. Judges suck. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. It so, doesn't make sense to me. So you know what else those make are the sense? ones I gravitate to. Russia. Because didn't they ban Russia as a right. country? So now it's like the Russian Olympic Committee gets to compete. Right. What? Feels pretty hollow, huh? Like, hold on. So you ban Russia, ban right. the Russian athletes who actually tested positive. Okay. Makes right. a lot of sense. Putin right. is just crying in his milk in his in his he's $1. like, oh, $2 no, we don't have a flag there. And meanwhile, he's yeah. cussing out any Olympian that doesn't medal. It doesn't medal. You're not coming back. Jeez. <laughs> Let's be fierce. Uh 
Team USA lost to France in basketball. Oh, I was yeah. pretty much just interested, but the boys liked were interested in it. Uh, it snapped a 25-game Olympic win streak for for Team USA, first Olympic loss in so far uh, in the preliminary round. Um, what was most interesting, and I put this in here on purpose, they lost to the Peacock Network. So the other thing that's going on here, and if you watch the Olympics, you know, this is a full-on, full-court press for you to download the Peacock Network. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an all-out of – it's all out Of course. And I, the amount of things that I'm subscribed to that stream, oh I couldn't gosh. even count them all. And they're on me. The boys are on me about, you know, why, they go, well, why, why is the water polo on NBC and the basketball is on Peacock? Everybody wants to watch the basketball. And I started to explain to them supply and demand yep. and why this was happening. Um, so I was hit yesterday with a blitz from the boys of, Dad, when are you going to download Peacock Network? Okay, great. This will be another seven ninety nine that I'll forget to pay every month. <laughs> Along with everything else. Guess what? No, free for the Olympics, and then you forget about it. Next thing you know, you look right. up, and it's like recurring charge. What the hell am I paying seven ninety nine for Peacock for? Oh, the damn right. Olympics. The Olympics. How many yeah. months do, they, do you get on that? Like, can, do you know anybody in your life? I mean, maybe you are one of those people. I don't know anybody in Didn't my WWE life. Did WWE go over to the Peacock Network, too? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I, I, I don't know. I can't follow all these, bro. Like, I have yeah. Hulu. Never watched it. It's part of the bundle. It's I have in the, the, the bundle Disney of Disney bundle. and ESPN. It's kind, and of a, like, it's kind of a screw job, though, because it you it's with commercials. Yeah, so of course it is. So what's yeah. the point? So then you know, they want you to – Like, I'm know, not going to watch Fargo. Go ahead for an extra $4.99. You can skip commercials. All right, whatever. Yeah. Well, even that's complicated, though, because you got to go back through the Disney Plus to get the skipping. I can't. It doesn't matter. Lots going on. I can't. Lots going on, brother. It's too much. It's too much. It's too um, much. All right. We will have – we're going to get into question number 11, which is the Ohio State quarterback uh, issue. We get into that in the 10 o'clock hour. Hear from Ryan Dan, that, Austin Ward as well. In the 11 o'clock hour, we'll do the realignment rumors, including in a rather large development, I would say, over the weekend that Texas and Oklahoma met with the Big 12. Were they mm-hmm. – <laughs> were they working – was this all about just getting more money out of their own conference? And I getting love more power? Big, yeah. We'll get to Pretty that. remarkable if they, was like, this is about money. I'll give you as much as you want. Whatever you want. You want it's the like state a, of it's Texas. Like the, you know, it's the girl that knows, hey, no, I'm leaving. Wow. No, what do you want me to change? What do you want me to change? What do you want? It's a remarkable thing. And I don't know that you want to leave the SEC at the altar. So we'll get to that in the 11 o'clock hour. Obviously, a monster weekend for the Blue Jackets. Uh, we will get into what it means going forward coming up next. And also, huge news in the NFL. The Houston Texans are willing to trade Deshaun Watson. That's news this morning. We'll get into that as well. NFL training camps are open or are opening this week. Quarterbacks have reported. We are loaded up on a Monday, off and running. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here in the fan. Bishop and Laurinaitis is presented by Window Nation. Searching for a replacement window? Visit windownation.com today. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. Sports talk distilled to its purest form. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Hey, brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search and replacement windows, check them out at windownation.com, 866-90NATION today. They will take care of you the way that they take care of us. We see this thing uh, when I did the show with AR uh, where uh, officially endorsed, you could buy their jersey. Jersey endorsements, we called it. Yeah. Uh, because at the time, it was a revolving door. And if you're going to make an investment in a jersey or, in the case right. of the NHL, a sweater, you wanted to make sure that a guy was going to be here a while That's right. before you bought the sweater because, you know, they're expensive. It's a big investment. Yeah. And I remember uh, Cam Atkinson calling into our show uh, on the way to the airport to go on a road trip. And and I just enjoyed the heck out of him. 
I just thought he was great. And after the interview, I and in fact, I maybe even said it in the interview, AR could tell me whether or not I did or not, but I feel like this way I remember, at least in my mind's eye, I said, I go, Cam, just so you know, like I've officially endorsed Blue Jacket fans buying your sweater because I felt like he was going to be here a while. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. He was. He was here a long time. Now, he was traded over the weekend to Philly. Jake Voracek comes back. We know him very well. Um, it's not just Atkinson, though. If you were to to do that same game over the last five or six years and say, oh, yeah, buy this sweater, you would have included certainly Josh Anderson, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Seth Jones, Nick Foligno, Cam Atkinson. Mm. Like Those are the five. I mean, that's as mm. much as any. You can yeah. add Warinsky. You can add whoever you want. But, I mean, those are among the ones that you would say, yeah, go ahead and buy. Yeah. And they're all gone now. Uh, they're all gone now. And they have traded – a lot of familiar faces in the last couple of months. I'm okay with it, but it is still shocking. Yarmo Kekalainen met with the media um, on Friday, and, or on Saturday rather, to discuss the mass exodus of jackets out the door. Here he is on how many players, and well-known players specifically, they've traded in the last several months. Uh, it's tough to say goodbye to players like that. They're, they've been an integral part of, of our success, but... Uh... We're, we're trying to build a uh, Stanley Cup winner here, and we haven't been able to do that. So sometimes you have to make hard changes, even in your core, and and uh, and keep building. And um, you know those guys are all great individuals, not like Cam Atkinson, not just on the ice but off the ice as well. And you know it's those those decisions are hard, um, even on a personal level. I, I, I like those guys a lot, and. Uh, Again, it, it, it's not just as players, but they're, they're good people and they have great families. And It's a tough part of the business, there's no question about it, but sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. Yeah, you do. And I, I think these were probably all necessary mm-hmm. because they want a blank slate here. It yeah. doesn't make it any less hard, but, but that's what is wanted. I, I wanted to ask you this because I think this is the tricky part. So I read Porty on all this stuff, and he's saying we crushed it on Friday. Right, these draft pick Kent Johnson's a stud. Uh, all these guys are going to. This was a great draft. Everything fell into place. The get back on Seth was great. Um, the Atkinson uh, Vorchek deal makes sense for everybody. For me, as someone who doesn't follow the NHL the way that I follow the NFL and college football, I just take him at his word. Yep. And I think that's what's hard for the non, the most, the most diehard Blue Jacket fan. Maybe knows prospects. Yeah. But there aren't that many of those guys no. and gals, right? No. So you're going to have to just take them at their word a little bit on it, on that this is all making sense. Right. And so you can say, like, even the fact that you got the kid from Michigan, Kent, right? You got this kid. And the first, like, I, I love, like, I was actually watching the draft through, like, the first 12 picks. Um, so I wanted to see nice. the first two. And so um, – I put the girls to bed, come down, and I see how glowingly they are talking about it on ESPN too. But what they keep saying is, "Oh, this kid's like he's a highlight reel. He's the real, you know, the real deal. He's got to put some weight on. He needs to basically go see Mickey Marotti, and uh, you know, he'll be ready." And what I'm saying to myself is, "Well, he was the third Wolverine taken, fourth Wolverine taken, right?" And you're like, "Okay, yeah, so I hope he develops into that, like into this dude." But if you're the fourth best on your – and I know there's different needs and different views on every – you know, but you're like I, – it's it's tough even for me, someone who understands the development of hockey and 
you see kids getting drafted, obviously, from college, kids drafted from the USHL, um, which I debated about playing in for, for one long summer, debated about going and playing in the USHL yeah. and decided, no, I'm going to stick with football um, and play Smart association choice. hockey. And there, there's this sense of, man, that we're still going to have to wait. Like, it's, so, it's even hard for me, someone that understands the development of hockey, because football is such an easier process. Maybe it's my lack of mental capacity. Could be it. But football is so easy to where you see a kid in college, you know what he looks like. Oh, I can project and see. I have a pretty good idea what that's going to look like in the NFL. And there's not that sense when it comes to hockey. You know, there's very few players that you see and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's 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 special. Um, and I think it's because it is tougher just to watch. Like when you're watching hockey, you want to watch the NHL. It's tough to watch college all the way through and through um yeah. it was a little easier for me growing up in minnesota you didn't have a choice right you're gonna go down to mariucci arena you're gonna watch the ghosts um and and that in and of itself hell high school games even if you weren't playing right. like you'd want to skip high, skip class and you weren't skipping class just to play hooky you were skipping because you wanted to go down and watch uh you know breck take on you know uh, holy angels and you wanted to watch two private schools duke it out because guess what there's probably a seven college players on the ice um, right, and you get the so it's just a different culture growing up there. But even then, I, it's hard. Like I get excited about what could be. But sure. Again, you're not going to see it for a couple of years. I trust them in this regard. Uh, John Davidson is good at building from scratch. Yarmo yep. Kekalainen's an elite scout. Yeah. So whatever their shortcomings are on negotiating long-term deals with their own people, they yep. can identify talent. They've done it in all of the names that I mentioned. They've done it. Um, and so you have faith that they will do it again. The hard part for the non-diehard jacket fan, and again, I'm for this. I'm for what they did here. I think it's necessary. I don't yep. think there's any other way. I think this is the only way is to do what they're doing. But it will take some growing pains. And for the non-diehard hockey fan, there's going to be some long nights at Nationwide. There will be because yeah. this is going to be a struggle. Um, and, and the, the other thing that's really difficult is even if you hit on it, I, I use this reference, you know, the last time we talked about this at great length was, I mean, the Oilers got McDavid yeah, and not yeah. only him, right? I mean, they picked yep. number one, what felt like 12 times out of 11 years, right? I, I mean, it felt like they picked number one every year and then fed some, and yeah. they still haven't got to a Western final, that's right. let alone a cup final. Like that's how hard it is uh-huh. in the NHL. That's how difficult it is to build something correctly. Yeah. Um, so that's what's being asked. I'm for it. I will. I, I was not prepared for Cam. That one hit hard. Um, that one hit harder than Seth. I, I was prepared for Seth. I understand Cam. I understand how you'd want new voices. I get it, certainly. And I'm excited for him, by the way, yeah. to go play in Philly, in a, in a great hockey town with oh, gosh, a team yeah. that's trying to get better. Uh, he's going to wear 89. I mean, I think that's cool. Um, that's one of my so favorites, I'm, naturally. Why, why, do you think, yeah. when they, why do you think that the Flyers were one of my favorites growing up? Do you remember what the nickname of the line was? LOD. That's right. And Legion who do Doom. you think made us watch the Flyers because of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were cool. I mean, yeah, they were. That Lindros was cool. Was my guy. Yeah, yeah, he was a dude. Yeah, yeah. He, that they they were that was a fun team, man. And they got yeah, it was. I think they get to a Cup final, or did they get to a? They never won it, I know. But I mean, I think they got. I think to they a, did like get to a, a cup, cup final, final, right? Yeah, maybe got. 
hammered if memory serves. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a fun team, and they have they, the uniforms are great. The history's great. Broad Street Bullies, like it's all cool. So I'm happy for Cam that he's going there. Um, speaking of trades, uh, Houston is trying their darndest to make sure that Deshaun Watson is traded, and in the process, I think trying to do something that ain't going to work. We'll get into that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis, right here on the fan. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis's What's Up? What's up, man? What's up Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. All right, here's What's Up on a Monday, and this happening this morning. The Houston Texans, uh, via Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissaro, and others, uh, are now open to trading Deshaun Watson. This was after um, he reported to camp on Sunday to avoid the $50,000 fine. Um, Watson still wants to be traded. Now they want to trade him. The thinking was, well, we're not trading Deshaun Watson. Now all of a sudden this morning they are. Very clearly threes. This is them trying to drive up interest in a player who still has 22 civil complaints, uh, lawsuits lodged against him, and who could be at the very least facing suspension in the world of the Roethlisberger. What happened to him where there wasn't criminal charges? Uh, I can't remember if there was or wasn't on, on Watson. It's, it's hard to remember, but I know there wasn't on Zeke, and he was suspended too. So um, he very well likely could be facing suspension. He's a franchise quarterback who's young, and they're I, to me very clearly they're trying to drive up the demand yeah. and the trade for him. I was so shocked when I just saw Like I totally forgot about him. I me mean, too. this guy's an MVP candidate. And I texted you that yesterday thinking, oh, my gosh. Like, there's been no discipline. And, and I know there's been no legal action, so I'm not saying there should be. But I thought there'd be at least be a commissioner's exempt list, right? Yeah. To kind of be like, we don't really know what's going on legally. Maybe let's just pause, not let him be in a training camp. And instead, we don't have that. No. And so I was shocked. I was I, mean, I was shocked that he's reporting. And they're asking a steep price. Um starting caliber players, five draft picks. Yeah, Whew. that's nonsense. But I, I think I don't think it's any coincidence that the I also the want like a million Texans. five dollars to do this right. show, you know, but <laughs> it's not in the budget. I said to <laughs> I said to you know, I was thinking that I'm like, it's no coincidence that it's Pelissaro and Rappaport who are putting this out there. Yeah. Right? I mean they work right. for the NFL. Right. So they're trying this is an effort to drive up the demand on Deshaun Watson. The only place that, and and the more you read about this this morning, the only place that could pull this off that would have the draft capital is Philly. Um, maybe Miami. Um, but everybody else would have to be, you know, some com- combination of players in order to, to pull this deal off is, is, is the way that it would have to go. And it's an incredible risk. No one's given up five ones for when there's uncertainty surrounding Watson. No. No chance. No. no. There's no chance. No. I mean, so what team? So what teams out there? You know, this is I the think. next step. What teams? No, it's especially knowing Philly. that, like, if you're going to trade, if you're going to say, I'm going to give up a lot, you do it for Aaron Rodgers for a year or two, three years, or for Deshaun Watson with a whole lot of unknowns about the – it's really just the unknowns, right, about his legal status. Yeah. No, because he is a franchise quarterback under contract for the next half decade. He is. And so uh, if you're redrafting the league and he doesn't have the legal ramifications around him, he would go in the top five. Yeah. So it's it's a chance to – there's no quarterback in next year's draft that's as sure a thing as Deshaun Watson is. He's, what, 25, 24? Yeah. You could have him yeah. for 15 years, you know, 12, 13 years. 
you know, you could have him as your quarterback. And, you know, we've seen, you know, that that even with suspension, and I mentioned Roethlisberger and Zeke and uh, in varying levels of severity, you think about Kobe, you think about Ray Lewis, you do, you can come back. You can yeah. come back from these things. Um, and so, you know, it, but it's a it's a calculated risk. And I just don't know that there's a market for that right now going into camp. Right. I don't know. So what do you do? Like if you're Philly and you acquire him, do you try to let him play? Mm. You know, That's, knowing, I by mean, the way, if you're Houston, if you do trade him to Philly and he goes to Philly, Philly will win. They'll be good with right. him. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you rather have him sit out and pick, get a top five pick? Know where you're yeah. picking? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It is a – It's a, and that's why no team will touch him, I don't think. Right I don't know. Unless, like, the whole thing gets dropped or settled, you know? Um, it's too risky if you're an organization to trade for him and then have something come out where there's actual charges. Right. And then now you're saying, well, we did our due diligence, and you're like, sure you did. And now there's the whole – here's the reality – a lot of these teams are terrified of cancel culture. Terrified. Well, yeah. So, I mean, well, what if he's what if he's charged? What if he does actual time? Absolutely. But I'm saying like, people don't even want to touch it lot. because of the the allegations, yes. which I don't blame right. them. Right. But it's a big I'm just risk. saying in general, there's a lot of teams making decisions um, based on that. Let alone if he's charged, bro. That, that's a terrible look. Like yeah. the NFL can't screw up on this. And no. and look, I'm and this is saying that like, he hasn't been. There hasn't been a for, there hasn't been the the court cases yet. There's none of that, right? Like so, there's been allegations. There's been really really weird back and forth, and then this really awkward silence where you haven't heard a thing. Right. And I'm not saying he's innocent. Trust me. I think anytime you have thirty something massage, massage therapists in your Rolodex, that's that's just raising my eyebrows. Like why? Um, well, at the at the very least, it's very odd behavior. At the very right. least, that doesn't mean it's illegal, behavior. right? No, doesn't mean it doesn't. I'm just saying no. it's. No, if you're a team, honestly, odd. if you're in control of an NFL team, and, and I think that's a lot of people listening, if you were in control, you'd say, I can't touch this deal because no matter what he would bring for wins, if any of this stuff is true, you don't want that. I mean, you don't want that person associated with you. True, but it's all risk management. It is. So, yeah. like, if the, I won't touch Watson for five ones. I'll touch him for right. one and two position players. Yeah. And I'll roll yep. the dice on how long yeah. it takes him to clear his name. Yeah. Whether it's a year, maybe it's oh, yeah. two. So what? He's, he can still be 26. Right. And I still got a guy. And so, even if you tricky. do make this deal, there's still going to be an uprising. Yeah. Even without no question. the charges. You know what yep. I mean? So you're weighing that Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, had his camp up in the Cleveland area yesterday. He had some comments about uh, what he expects from himself out of the team. And more news out of Cleveland with a prize rookie going on the COVID list. That's coming up next. Bishman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. A linebacker and a man of leisure. This doesn't even make sense. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bengals reporting. Mike Brown presser this afternoon. His first time in a couple of years. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit tomorrow. Uh, Browns rookies and quarterbacks reported Sunday. Jeremiah Wusukoromo on the COVID-19 list. Uh, so he will not start camp on time with everybody else in Cleveland on Friday. I, I, so honestly, are they testing I'm, I'm, everybody coming in? Honest question. I don't have the answer to that. Because I, I see don't. these people jumping uh, on, and then it makes you wonder, like, well, if they tested positive, does that mean they're not vaxxed? Are they only ta- testing those not vaxxed? I don't know. It's just I'm just I trying don't to figure know. it all out. 
Well, no, and I, I what I was going to say is is I am not at this point in the you know towards the end of July here, I am not interested in this to the point where I'm going to go look and see what the NFL's COVID policy is going right. to be no. for vaccination. It's too damn confusing. It is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it means. I know that he won't be there Friday, you know, when they report to camp. And right. he's a guy that I think has a chance to start. And I think they probably want him to start. And I don't know that this will impact him from starting or not. Might not. He had a full rookie mini camp. He had the main mini camp. Might not affect him in any way. I don't know. Um, but that was newsy. Um, and it's going to be, I think there's going to be some bumps in the road here in the NFL in the next couple of weeks with this. And we're, we're not, you're not out of the woods on this thing. No. Um, o- no. Odell Beckham Jr. up in Cleveland, his, um, doing a youth camp and had a little availability. Odell doesn't talk much. You don't get him that much in terms right. of on campus, but at his camp he does. Yeah. Um, and was asked a bunch of questions and, and actually he's really great in his camp too. Like he's really involved around the kids and throwing to them and high-fiving and signing and all this stuff. So he and Baker both do a really good job with that up there. Um, here is Odell on his wish to get healthy and to get back to this team and to get some wins. I came back for a reason. Um, I, I feel like we have a special opportunity. You know, I was down in Austin with Bake and seeing him a few times since then, just kicking it, hanging out. And uh, it's just something that feels special about this team, something that feels special. Um, as I said, but when I first got here, you know, I wanted it to be like the Patriots and you want to win Super Bowls. And it's like I watched them compete last year. Uh, and it was like the the one game that hurt me the most is, is watching Kansas City and feeling like, man, I just I know that I could have made one play or just something to help the team. And Well, that's the line right there. Yeah. I could have made one play. Yeah, he could have. Sure could. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. I just wonder what, like, I think with Odell now, there's going to be a question, at least for me. I can't. I don't want to speak for everybody. But there's a question that I have of what what is his new normal? Like, when he, when he if he was going to be honest, like, if you could get him honest. Yeah. And sitting in the film room. Because it's not New York. So, no, that's 2016. Right. So when you look at him, like, and I think a lot of us have that vision of like what he could be. Maybe you have some Madden stats, right? Or the way you play him in Madden, you think, damn, man, that's what I think he can do. Mm -hmm. And look, there's still brilliance there. I mean, look at the reverse he took to the crib against the Cowboys. All this, like, oh yeah, there's brilliance there. But is it as elite as? he once was i don't think so so what is his best you know like when he's at his best i I just don't think it's like 12 receptions 100 or something you know it's different so i think there's a it's hard almost on us to the fans it's not fair to think that a guy after surgery um with a bad hit before the acl right like i don't think it's fair to have the expectations of new york but also understand that he's still elite and he will help you it's just a different and i'm sure it's tough for him as well. That's why I say it'd be interesting to sit with him and see, like, what is your best? Um, like, in his mind, what does he think Yeah, is because best? I promise you, the way that I played my last two years in the NFL, like, if you would have said, hey, that was, man, that's the best I played all season, it was maybe 70% of what I was two, two years before that. Right. And so, right. like, some of the, like, I watched highlights the other day that were tweeted out by some Rams account against the, uh, against the Saints back in 2011. And I said, oh, gosh, look at that young guy. Look at the kid. The football. I was like, 
right. two dropped interceptions. <laughs> That's all right. I'll count those PBUs. Um, you know, like what are the sack a QB hit? What is who is right. that guy? But like, yeah. I hadn't watched like news. Here's here's an update for y'all. I don't watch old clips of myself unless it comes across me in the form of Twitter. And I'll be right. like, oh, that's interesting. And then I watch to make sure it's not like a low light. And then if it is, I block that person. So I, <laughs> I, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh gosh, like who is that? But the last time I had seen myself play was in New Orleans, and I right. don't, I, it didn't look like that. You know, that's right. why I was out of the league after that. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's just fascinating to me. So it is. It's, let, it's hard. Let's let's say it this way, and we're up against it. So we don't have a lot of time on this. Well, something we can talk about a lot in August. Th- what if it's this? Can he live with 75 catches, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns? Mm. Can you live with that? They would take that. Yeah. They would, and the other part of that is every once in a while, it's a five for 175. Yeah. Every once in a while. I think what's, what's the song? Is once as good as you once were? Or, but. <laughs> What is it? What's the line? There's a country song. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. That's it. Yeah. That's what the Browns need from Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Someone That's tried to tweet need. that at me, by the way, about, like, Michigan football. I said, no, they're not even as no, good as they once No, they're were. not because they don't have the once. Right. Right? Odell, once every five games, if he goes off, that's all they need. Yep. They don't need 1,800 yards, 13 touchdown Beckham. They don't need it. And, yep. honestly, they wouldn't have – room for it with all the talent on their offense anyway. So what they need is the country song. That's what they need out of OBJ. Yeah. Um, what the Buckeyes need at the quarterback position is to define one and to have one and to go with it. And I think sooner rather than later, uh, you'll hear from Ryan Day on that. We'll get into it. It's question number 11. It's coming up next. Bishop and Lauren right here on The Fan. Bo is well-groomed. James brings the boom. You're listening to Bishop and Lauren 20 big questions to be answered over the course of the calendar sports year. And uh, Buckeye football will be certainly chief among our thoughts as we go into this season. We'll get into the uh, the, the relocation and stuff on um, in the 11 o'clock hour and, and what put some what is going to be a very, very fluid situation in the next couple of days. Uh, a fluid situation is, boy, let me ask you, is that a way to describe the Ohio State quarterback competition or is it less fluid than we think? Or is it exactly what we think, which is it's CJ's job? I am hesitant to say that it's CJ's job. I think CJ has a leg up. Um, I think Kyle McCord is second, and I think Jack Miller is third. Yeah. 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 So I think that there's just how close a, is that? And we don't know what happened this summer. That's the other thing. We don't right. know. No. You know, we saw right. spring. Right. And that's right. it. And then we haven't seen what's happened in the. It's been three months. There's a lot to weigh if you're Ryan Day. You have to weigh who's the most confident guy who's going to take care of the football and play within the game, mixed with who has the most potential, capital P potential, that I could develop into something extremely talented. But do I want to risk success this year? Listen, college football has become such a win yesterday. You know, not even now. Like, you need to be ready now. That the idea of development of a quarterback 
like very few programs will be able to operate within those expectations. For instance, Notre Dame this year will operate within those expectations. They will ride with Jack Cohn, and they'll hope the freshman comes along, and then they'll probably go over to the freshman, and then they'll be okay with 9-3 and three and be like, but we'll take these lumps for the hope that next year, oh, yeah, this freshman's going to be something good because he'll be a sophomore. He'll have some experience. We did it my senior year. I didn't want to do it. If you wanted to do the win now in air quotes for the people that are, I guess, hacking through my iPad mini right now. Um, <laughs> if you want to do the air, you know, the win now would have been keep playing Todd Beckman at quarterback. Correct. Gives us the best. The all Big Ten quarterback gives us the best chance to win now. But what Tress and the staff decided was there's this talent here named Terrell Pryor that needs to see the field because if we – if we think he can be the next Vince Young, we're willing to sacrifice this year for those glorious years in the future. Um, Do you think so real quickly Terrell on Pryor that, was not ready to be a full-time starting quarterback? Sure as heck wasn't. Year. Do so, you think the loss at USC triggered that? I think it happened before. I think really? there was a lack of confidence once Beanie got hurt against who was it, Akron, where he got the turf yeah. toe, yeah. and he wasn't going to play out west. I knew we were in trouble. Yeah. Um, because he was so critical to what you were Yeah, doing. he was going to give you seven, eight yards on first down and being able to operate right. against that defense and second medium versus second ten. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I knew once we ran speed option with Todd Beckman at quarterback that that, that was the end. We were at the Coliseum, and they decided to run speed option with Todd Beckman, and I said, what on earth was that? What are we doing? And then I knew that it was going to be Terrell's, Terrell's thing from there forward. And um, so – at Ohio State now, though, you don't operate that way. So who's going to give you the best chance to win now? And I think I, my gut says it'll be CJ. My gut does say it'll be CJ. I think there's a, a skill set there. Although Ryan Day wants to go with the pocket passer who's athletic, if there's ever indecision on, like, if so, I'll put it this way. I think for Kyle McCord to truly win the job, he would have to be so much better throwing the football in the pocket and his rhythm and his timing and his understanding and all that to where you go, that's the guy. That's yeah. it. But if it's close, like if he wins a day and CJ wins a day and then he wins a day, you go with the guy, well, who can get us out of some crap? CJ. Can yeah. Get us out of some stuff. And that's not to say CJ's not a great pocket passer. I think he can be. But I'm just saying like he – Look, we don't know what a real pass looks like in a game. We don't know how these kids are going to react oh, no. to a full stadium. And guess what? No, this is not Neither do the coaches. Haskins. Neither do the coaches. They don't know how they're going to respond to a full house stadium. They haven't experienced it. They yeah. don't know how they're going to respond on the road. They don't know how to respond after the first pick. They haven't thrown a pass. Correct. We've seen Jack run a touchdown against whoever was early in Nebraska, and we saw CJ run against Michigan State. And because of the one touchdown run against Michigan State, we're all crowning seats. Like we gotta hold on. There's a lot that can happen. Now, yeah, th- that all it means is that Ohio State and Buckeye Nation trust Ryan Day, and you should, you should, because he's developed whether it's JT, Dwayne, Justin, doesn't matter. He's developed all these dudes. So, and they're all different. So I, I trust that he's going to make the right decision. He's obviously an expert expert quarterback developer. Yeah, but. It's just there's a lot of situational stuff that we haven't seen um, that I think sometimes we make too many assumptions on how it's going to go, but you can't really you know, know until it happens. 
No, and I would say historically, we really suck at this. Yeah. As a program, we suck at this. I, I think if you look back, you go all the way back. Um, well, let's let's just – it's this ain't hard. Go to 15 where you yo-yoed between the two of them and you never really got solid footing on what you were trying to be. You lived through it with Pryor and Beckman. Uh, you lived through it. I mean, you, you, we, we all saw that. You, you think about um, Justin Zwick and Troy Smith and, and how what happened with, in 2005 with that. If you want to go all the way back to Joe Germain and Stan Jackson. Like, we aren't good at saying you're our guy. I'm sorry, right. you're not. Right. We didn't even want to do that with Joe Burrow. Burrow did that on his own. Like, we didn't say, hey, Joe, this ain't your job. We wanted to keep them both. It was, it's hard Joe to said, do it. Hey, you know what? I don't. Eh, I think I'm going to go on my own uh, and trust myself on this thing, and it worked. These are hard decisions. Dabo did this at Clemson. Saban yeah. did this at Bama. Yeah. This is hard to do because you don't want to upset the other people because you have relationships, um, and it's a it's a tough spot. And it is important that we. I think it's very important that we get this sorted out pretty quickly. Yeah, because I think it's. You, you need to get them all the reps that you can. You cannot be splitting between three kids' reps. But you also have to be aware, and Ryan Day would be aware of this, that it's very likely that one or two of the other guys bolts. Right. Bolts as soon right. as this is done. Because yeah. they're not idiots. They know Quinn Ewers is coming. Yeah. So yeah. all of that is a part of it. Uh, Dave Holmes of 10TV asked Ryan Day uh, if it's fair to say it's CJ's job to lose. Here's what he had to say. No, I don't think so at all. No, I mean this is these are three guys that are that are fighting, um, and and you know even in the preseason it was all just fundamental work. Or excuse me, in the spring it was all fundamental work. So now we head into the preseason and that first game. The thing is, we're going to need all three of them. We know that, and the focus cannot be on our who's the starter against Minnesota. It's developing, and you know good things are going to happen for all of them because they're all good. they're all going to end up playing. I just know that during the season it's just the way it goes, and having young quarterbacks that's the way it works. But I think they all understand that. I think they're a good room. I think they're pulling for each other, and if they put the Buckeyes first, then we're going to have a good season. Boy, that was a lot of coach speak. <laughs> oh, he I is. love Coach Day, but you don't need three of them. You don't. You want one of them, frankly. No. He's uh, speaking you don't need three to his room. That He's is speaking a recruitment. To his Yes. That is if these guys hear that, he's yeah. saying oh, we're to all going to play. They better put yeah. the Buckeyes first. You're all going to play. You better all be ready. Don't you dare listen to other people yeah. in your corner telling you to transfer. We're going to need all of you. And they're still going to go back to 14 and try to use that. See, told you, we're going to need all of you. Look at 2014. Need all of you. And yep. they're, I, listen, we've been bad at this before open transfer was a thing. Right. Like, if I'm Coach Day, you have to say this. I don't. The last thing I want oh, I is a talented him. thrower in Kyle McCord going back to Happy Valley because he didn't win the job and saying, you know what, I don't. And I don't think that they're going to give it to me over Quinn Ewers after this. So I'm going to go back to State College. That's not what you want. And also, so let's not, re- I think Jack Miller's a nice player. Yes, I think Jack just, just throws <laughs> a nice ball. He throws a good ball. A I mean, nice he's a drive, really talented bad decision guys. in the red zone. One interception. Like yeah. He throws one pick early, and everyone's like, ah, he's mad. He's not very. No, I think Jack's good. Yeah. I just think that there's a – this is a uh, – I, I listen, I believe Ryan when he says that it's not CJ's to lose. I do. I believe him because of the way he sounded on the phone with me in the prep for the spring game. There are pros and cons to each of them that he likes, and there's um, – look, he's a perfectionist. Even with Justin, you could hear in, in his voice, like there's a certain way that he thinks the position needs to be played 
to where he's always going to – like there's going to be no coach ever with his quarterback, especially Ryan, where he's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's arrived. He's good. He's outstanding. Like he'll praise him, but they always have in their mind the perfect game. We all do as competitors. It doesn't exist, but yeah. that's what you're chasing. And so I think that there's a uh, – there's something within coach that wants to be able to keep all three of these guys humble through this process, doesn't want them to yeah. ever think that they just arrived and they're Justin Fields. Because, look, here's the hard thing for him, the thing we don't talk about. The last two guys that have started here were first-round picks. So you have three guys who have not had that opportunity, the massive responsibility to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State with yep. what recognition comes with that, with the praise when you play well, but also how this town will tear you apart if you don't play well. They will say go oh. Bucks, but you go out there and throw three picks and lose and see oh, what Twitter looks, says now. Even worse. Yeah. Yes, So, that, but these kids have no clue about it because mm-hmm. Justin didn't see, didn't see that. Right, Justin's two losses were Clemson and in uh, Alabama, so right. you, you know, like he didn't see the the oh no, I threw two picks and three picks, you know, or whatever, and the, and the question marks. JT saw it, yep. right? JT heard it, and so it, it, it's a it's how do how do you do that as a coach? You know, that's the tough thing. How do you tell explain to these kids just because you even you are the starter, whoever it is, you're not Haskins, you're not Fields, no. Like, don't 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 believe all the headlines and don't believe everyone patting your back and all that. Just wait till you throw two touchdowns and three picks and we win bowling by seven when we were favored by twenty one. This town will not be you know you're not gonna be getting go bucks. Like wait, you just don't even check social media. It's and that's not a bad thing. That's every sports town. But I'm just saying it's been so yeah. good for so long here. I think sometimes there's an assumption that when a young kid comes in, like oh it's gonna be all you know just gravy. Like well. You know how much work went in the Jay Fields doing all that? How much work went in the Haskell? Like Haskell people forget Haskell was a backup for years before he had that opportunity. Yeah. So there's a, there's just a lot on the line. There is. and um, There is. And you'll be thrust into it on a Thursday night. And uh, I'll have to rewatch that game because I'll be, you know, in Piscataway, which will be lovely. Well, who's playing on Thursday? Who you, who you, what game are you doing Thursday night? Temple Rutgers. Rutgers and who? Temple. Temple Rutgers is on Thursday night opposite Ohio State, Minnesota? That's right. Yep. <laughs> That's right. I usually yep. try to watch a little of your games, no matter where they are or what time they are. That'll be a big ask. I mean, I love you, <laughs> but that'll be a big ask <laughs> for that one. Just, you know, I just want you to be prepared. Uh, that'll be a big ask. Um, that might be a big ask for the girls, too. I mean, honestly. <laughs> There's no I, doubt. You know, <laughs> Shelly ain't watching. I can see Hayden. <laughs> no, Shelly ain't watching. No, well, of course not she a chance. wasn't. <laughs> no chance. Uh, we will they might watch to, the uh, open and then, then boom, push the previous <laughs> button right back to Fox. Here's Dad. Yep. And then we'll go over here. Here's Dad talking. Um, okay, Austin Ward. Last, previous. <laughs> Austin Ward was at, at Media Days, uh, obviously covers the program as closely as anybody, and we can get into a little bit of – What's at stake here? And there is a lot, uh, not just now, but for the future. That's coming up next. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on The Fan. Bishop and Laurenitis is presented by Window Nation. Searching for a replacement window? Visit windownation.com today. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. A show that knows its limitations. You'll learn to control that. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on The Fan. And if you're in the market for a new or a used vehicle, go to Jermaine Toyota of Columbus. 
east of downtown, 5711 Scarborough Boulevard. DeLacy and Buddy have over 200 cars, used cars, on the lot right now, ready to be sold. And they are buying above sticker for your trade-in. So go ahead. Go check them out. East of downtown or online, JermaineToyota.net. All right, today's question is question number 11 of 20. How quickly does Ohio State have to pick? A quarterback. And for some perspective on that, we're joined by our good buddy Austin Ward. Covers the Buckeyes expertly for Letterman Rowan. He joins us now on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Um, okay, you got to hear Ryan Day, and we played a, uh, a little soundbite from him uh, in the last segment, bud, where he talked about we're going to need all three, and uh, it's yep. not CJ's job, and, and all of those things. Um, I, I think it's coach speak, obviously. Um, we don't do this well, Austin. Historically, we haven't done this well when we have multiple guys. I mean, let's be fair. Um, what's your gut feeling on how this will go and how quickly it needs to go? Yeah, I, I mean, I felt, uh, you know, if Ryan Day is going to use this patience, which we've seen this before, uh, you know, even when it was obvious, Bo, that Justin Fields was going to be the starter for the Buckeyes two years ago, you know, he wanted to let that leadership develop, the reps, the body of work, some of those coach-speak things uh, develop until it became clear and obvious that that was the only way that it could go. Now, with Justin Fields, we know that we're talking about a, a generational talent, one of the best to ever played Ohio State, uh, and we could kind of, like, you know, wink and play along with that. Uh, but there's a method to that madness that I think you have to uh, apply to this situation as well. Like, C.J. Stroud has – he was the backup at the end of last year. He was the first guy in line for all those reps in spring. Um, there's not been any indication that he will not be the starter. It, it might. It's probably much closer now um, in between Kyle McCord and Jack Miller to C.J. Stroud than obviously with Justin Fields and what that depth chart looked like. But um, the situation is still the same, that you have to make sure that that's clearly defined and that all three guys are still being developed. But at the end of the day, you have to win on the road in a Big Ten game on the first Thursday night in September, and then you have to play a top ten opponent the next week. You have to get a starter ready. So you need two or three weeks of that if possible. And I, I think that by, let's say, August 15th, we'll know who that guy officially is. Austin, I was I was talking with Bo last segment about, as as a coach, how do you prepare your young quarterbacks, all three of them, whoever is the starter? How do you prepare them for a reality of the fan base that hasn't been here for a few years? And what I mean by that is, like, Dwayne Haskins lit it up. You know what I mean? Like, lit it up. Justin was incredible. And Justin's only two losses. You're talking about Clemson and Bama. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance that whoever starts, and I think that this is a a concern of the coaching staff, like, even whoever starts, just let's pick C.J., he goes up to Minnesota. It's Thursday night. He's pressing, trying to do – they win. They win comfortably. But it's three touchdowns, mm-hmm. two picks. And we both know that the, the most football fans are like, yes, good, W, keep it moving. But there are some in Buckeye Nation who will be like, oh, this guy, two picks. Like, well, like, there's a certain maturity that comes with that position. How do you prep all three of these, one of these guys, <laughs> for that moment? Because right now it's all been love, right? They've had the recruiting – They've had a little fill-in. It's, it's all been love from, from social media, which all these guys are deep in. But we both know, being an athlete, it is not all love on that platform. And at some point this year, even if they're undefeated, they will face some of that. I mean, JT Barrett was incredible. He faced a lot of that. Just how do you prepare young guys for that when they haven't seen it? 
Yeah, the only the only way that you can get that experience and that understanding, James, and I, I think you know this, that you have to be in it and you have to go through that uh, yourself. Now, I think that if we're talking about C.J. Stroud uh, or, or we can add Jack Miller in there, they saw that like everyone knows what Justin Fields is capable of and what uh, he did in two years, but think about the the fallout uh, of that rough performance against Northwestern and people wondering uh, if he could bounce back. There, there were people that seriously asked me when I did Letterman Row question of the day if if Justin Fields should have been replaced during the Northwestern game or after it. So, like that's that's crazy, but that's <laughs> the way it is at Ohio State. So, and, and that's what you're talking about. Like you have to have. Uh, and, and I don't think anybody could go into that situation and be fully prepared for what that pressure is like, what the scrutiny is like. But you also are picking these guys and recruiting these guys for a reason, like that you want to be part of that. And so C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller saw Justin Fields deal with that. They saw the way you know he talked about it and worked ahead of the NFL draft. And, again, some of this stuff is unfair and crazy, and you just you have to know to filter a lot of that out. I think that Stroud – be very good at that. I think Kyle McCord comes from a situation where he can handle that as well, but you're not going to know. And I think that's why you know Ryan Day was talking about what's the future look like at that quarterback position. You keep somebody for a couple of years. There's no way to know because uh, you're not going to, it's, it's uncertain how anyone will respond to that situation, but um, we're going to find out really quickly if C.J. Stroud or Jack Miller or Kyle McCord are ready for that because the first two weeks are going to be pretty challenging, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it might be the most challenging two-game stretch on the schedule, to be fair. I mean, it, maybe that speaks to what's happened in the Big Ten, but I th- I, I think it could be. Um, Austin, you, this is also something that – this is our first foray into the new world of college football. We talk about name, image, and likeness, and yep. we know that the quarterback at Bama's – uh, allegedly making upwards of seven figures, and by not naming a starter, there's money that's being lost. You have to, you know, that's something that college coaches even want to have to deal with. But it's a reality. Furthermore, there's free transfer now in college football, so you have that part to deal with. You've got Quinn Ewers locked in and coming in next year. I guess my point in all of this is Ryan Day is going to have to navigate waters that no former Buckeye coach has ever had to navigate here, my friend. Yeah. And- and I think, too, Bo, that even though things have changed and they're becoming way more complicated and difficult for all those things that you mentioned, you know, that situation that he inherited right off the bat where he basically took over uh, by snapping your fingers once Dwayne Haskins left and you had to go get Justin Fields in the transfer portal and Tate Martell leaves and Matthew Baldwin leaves and can you find someone to be the backup? Like, Randy's already had to do some of this and done it about as well as you possibly Do we lose? I think we lost uh, Austin. Do we lose him? I think we lost him. I think he disappeared into the yeah. uh, into the into the space wherever the radio the waves go. It has to understand. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I, this is my third year doing this. I still have no idea how our voices get from where I am out to the masses. <laughs> I don't either. I don't ask those questions. Um, either we we were about, about a lot of good stuff from Austin there. He brings and up a great point. Up the point Ryan, of, yes, he has navigated. He has these had waters. to do this. Mm-hmm. This is more than that, though. Even yeah, it is. because as soon as you have fields, you can exhale. Yep. Now you've got, and and the other people, with due respect to Matthew Baldwin and Tate Martell, they were not the prospect that Kyle McCord is. They are Quinn Ewers is, was not coming in the next year. Right. Uh, Jack, 
you know, Jack Miller's a four-star kid out of Arizona. You have a lot going on yep. here that yep. has to be navigated, and it's it's going to be tricky. And and guess what? That's why he's paid the big bucks to deal with these type of things. I brought up something, and we're going to play a bite from you coming up after this quick timeout from Ryan about. He was asked about name, image, and likeness costing his quarterback money. No court coaches had to deal with that until now. We will get to that. Plus, I want to get uh, to Threes' reflections on media days and uh, some breaking news out of the Big 12 in regard to Oklahoma and Texas. That's all coming up next. Bishop and Lauren is right here on The Fan. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win. That's a big win. This is Bishop and Lauren We will get into this in much greater detail coming up um, at 11 o'clock, but Texas and Oklahoma have informed uh, the Big 12 and released a joint statement saying that they will leave at the end of the 2025 season. Um, I'd be shocked if it got to that point. We'll get into all of that. Four years. Coming up uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, but um, and there's some incredible misinformation out there and either that or incredible betrayal. Um, I, I want to wrap up with this, though, uh, in, the, in question number 11, the Ohio State quarterback question. Uh, Ryan Day was asked, think about this, like no quarterback's been asked this. Are you, think of the process of this from a college quarterback's, college coach's perspective. Are you worried that if you don't name a starting quarterback, you are costing them money? Here was Ryan Day's answer. There was a lot of talk about uh, projections last year, coming off of last year with, with what Justin, uh, you know, had the opportunity to make and, uh, certainly those were big numbers, but um, but it didn't happen. So we'll see when, when it all does uh, come to fruition. I, I think uh, that stuff will happen naturally. And, and I think the focus for all those guys just has to be, you know, development. You know, and if they're worried about starting, if they're worried about money, then they're worried about the wrong things. Those things happen and they'll come naturally. They're, they're 19. Of course they're worried about that. Right. Of course if, they are. You'd worry about though, it if you were 21, honestly. They might not be worried about it, but – at 19, all their people around them are worried about it. Yeah. Right? You have a dad, you have an uncle, you have somebody that wants to brand, brand, build your brand, 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 brand. Mm-hmm. They, these kids nowadays have been indoctrinated with branding since high school. It's just a different world. Like, the word brand, like yourself brand for me in high school? Yeah. What? What does that even mean? Well, yeah. Team, team, team. And so there's a fight right now because you can do both. You can, if handled the right way. So, I don't think any coach is worried. This is true about the NFL, too, by the way. There's sure. not one damn coach that's worried about someone. Like, if you're like, hey, man, you're messing with my my marketing money. Yeah. <laughs> the response, but I don't care. I don't your, care. I don't care. That's not my responsibility. Because guess what Ryan Day's responsibility is? Win a national championship. Develop a quarterback. Name a starter. Win a national championship. Do the best decision for the team. That's all the guys that are under his responsibility. It's not make a quick decision on a QB so someone can go get an autograph signing and, and control the rate. So right. I my my bigger thing is I didn't even think I, I, I was as Austin was talking, I was gonna try to get one more in, but since you're an expert too, so I'll ask you. Um, <laughs> how's Ryan Day handle the patience? with the quarterback position. And what I mean by that is if CJ's named the starter and it's a close battle between the three of them and Kyle's named second or whatever, right? And it's the first well, half. Well, he'll do or on the backup for sure. Right, but I'm saying within game. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, within game, yeah. Within game, CJ goes out against Minnesota. It's 14-14 at half, and CJ has two picks thrown for 110 yards mm-hmm. and looks frazzled. Are you sticking with the guy you named starter, or is oh, it going to be boy. a quick trigger? And that's the thing that we've never had here in a while is we have when you pick 15. a guy, or even if it's not week one, I think week one's a bad thing. It could be – it could be CJ plays really well against Minnesota, beats Oregon, and then there's like a you know maybe he gets a little arrogant. And now there's a hiccup here and there. Now practice habits go down, and you're like, is it a quick pull or is it like yeah. no? He's our starter. He's our starter through and through. We're going to develop him. That's what that's what I'm fascinated with, and I, I trust Ryan. I, we just haven't seen it. Well, we had so it in 15, and it, and it absolutely yes. derailed the season. Yes. yes, derailed the season. Yep. And you know, someday people will talk about that, and you'll be going, my goodness. What a yep. disaster. Um, yep. And so that can't happen. You can't have that. I think you can do that once or twice. Yep. I think So let's say that C.J. wins the job. Let's say he doesn't play well. And you bench him against Minnesota, and it's McCord or Miller that comes in, and they do play well. Yep. I think C.J. can get one more start. But yep. then one more pull, and he's done. Then that's it. Mm. And then yep. you've got to go with the other. Because that position, it's like, for, it's like amateur golfers standing over the, on the, the ball on a tee. Yeah. You have to have belief that you're going to hit it straight. Mm-hmm. So much of the job is done between the ears. Yeah. You can't doubt. We saw that with Baker. Think how accomplished Baker is. Yeah. But Baker didn't trust. He didn't trust what he was seeing. He didn't trust his coaches. He didn't trust uh, himself. And yeah. his career was almost derailed. And this is one of the most accomplished, decisive quarterbacks in the history of college football, who as a rookie was, ex- was extraordinary. But in his second year, he didn't trust it. At the start of his third year, he didn't trust it. And he's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. These guys are 19. If they don't it have belief, you've got to make them 10 feet tall and bulletproof. That's yeah. part of the job. It is part of the job. It is part of the job. It's, it's, and it's one of the hardest parts of the job is you want to make them feel bulletproof yet also keep them humble enough to know that you've got a long you-know-what way to go. So yeah. how do you – it's a delicate balance. I don't know. And guess what? That's individualized too. It could be he might be able to lay in the Jack Miller a certain way, but have to corral someone else, right? It, it can be it's individualized, and yep. all you want as a player is accountability for everybody. But the way you yep. present that accountability, I think sometimes really good coaches understand it has to be presented differently. Like Luke laid in to me and Marcus, he didn't lay in to everybody because he knew some of the guys right. couldn't handle it, and sometimes you, he would actually coach could. others through us. With sure. the idea, and he would tell us, like, he told me in spring ball, like, hey, I'm going to have to lay into you this meeting because I got to get the guys behind you to pick it up, and if I lay in it, they're not ready for that kind of verbal abuse yet. It. Yeah. Right. So it'd be like. Right. But if they hear not, me coming at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's that's as important as anything is, is this has to be, and I think it will be, Day has proven to be very decisive in his decisions. Uh, in the way that he's gone about his business. I think it will be one guy. I think it will be sooner rather than later. And I think that there will be a pretty long rope on the yep. one guy. You know? Um, and you can talk about it needing three and three are going to play. I think it's very likely that, that one's going to transfer and could transfer in a month. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't want to waste any more time. Like, if you're not in the mix, you got to get gone. So you can go try to be the quarterback's I mean, that's that's where we are in college football. It's changed a lot. It certainly has. Um, there is so much going on today. Like, I was looking at Chops. I normally don't look at Chops' thing or not a thing. 
He's got so much in here. Like any one of these could be our segments I know. Uh, in a normal, slow day. But there's so much going on. So a I lot know. to get to in Thing or Not. I'm trying to read articles here. And, and, you know, right, breaks, catch up. Just to catch up. <laughs> catch Andy up. Staples so on what the Big 12 and or Big 10 and the Pac-12 should do. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah, the 11 o'clock hour will be fun. Uh, yes, thing or not a thing will be too. It's coming up next. Fishman Laurenite is right here on the fan. Want to know anything about the fans contest? How to win? Or what's up for grabs? Check out 971thefan.com. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. Big in Montana and also Minnesota and everywhere, everywhere else too. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. It's time for a little thing or not a thing. Chops is here. Hit a chopper. Bishop and Laurenitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. Here we go on a Monday. Clay Hall tweeted this on Friday. Ohio State AD Gene Smith was on the Big Ten Advisory Committee when the league commissioner was being researched and vetted. Kevin Warren's name was not on the list submitted to Big Ten presidents by the committee. Thing or not a thing? See, this is what I mean. Like, this is an hour. Oh, and it was not this talked about. Like, it's I saw the tweet. You sent me Clay. this. And I, I went and talked to my Big Ten bosses, and they're like, wait, he said that? I said, yeah, at media days, and no one's talking about it. No one talked. There was so much else going on yep. that it got swallowed up. Um, I guess my follow-up to it would be, and I'll have to watch the the entire interview, but my follow-up would have probably been to Gene, and maybe it was by Clay. He's a pro. Would have been, how is that possible? Hmm. How can you be the commissioner of the Big Ten without being vetted by the president's? That is a great question. How's that possible? Yeah. And um, so you're telling me the athletic director at Ohio State, and then by association and certainly appropriate, the president of Ohio State, were unaware that Kevin Warren was being considered to run the league they're in until his name was announced? Is that what I'm to read from this? It's interesting. I just got to find out what the timing of it is. Like, did, was Kevin Warren right. even available? You know, he was still at the Vikings. Was he even considering it when you – was this early in the process? Does it – I don't I don't know. There's a whole lot there. But don't yeah. have I don't have a lot of confidence in that man. No. Pretty pretty poor. Former Ohio State quarterback Tathan Martell is reportedly transferring to UNLV. He has two years of eligibility remaining. Thing or not a thing? Okay, so the bigger thing on this, and it's not like you and I reinvented the wheel, but I am pretty certain, and Chops, you can weigh in on this as well. Didn't we say this is exactly how this would end up? I believe we did. At UNLV? Yeah. I believe we exactly I said this. He's going to end up know, quarterbacking UNLV. Yeah, he doesn't have a home. You know, he'll eventually right. just go back to UNLV. You predicted it to the point where I, when I saw this story, was like, wait, I thought we already had this story. But no, it was just your <laughs> <Okay>. prediction. <laughs> I felt like I that this was nailed like perfectly. Yeah. How this would go. Yeah. Um, that's the way I remembered it. Uh, we say so many things and you miss a lot, but I felt like that was exactly predicted. I think he'll play. I think he will put up big numbers there, and I hope he finds some peace. Yeah. Um, I know it's easy to you know to poo-poo him and make fun of him and all of that, but he was an integral part in a monster recruiting class. Let's not forget that. An integral part in his recruitment of other players around him because he had a huge social media following, and yeah. he recruited a lot of players around him. And no one deserves what happened to him at that basketball game Nope. when Justin Fields was there, no matter how big their ego is. Um, and so I hope that he finds some peace, and I hope that he has some success out there. Yeah, I think the, the hard thing is uh, 
when you pay for some of those followers. It's just a little. Oh. I don't look into those things, but yeah. No, 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 me neither. But uh, yeah, I, I just hope that he's, like you said, contentment. Is he settled? You know, is he settled? Does he have? Is it? Is it home? Are you good? I'll have to call Larry Grant. Tell a guy LG to, to you know, make sure. Is he he's out on there? The, uh, he is LB coach. According to the Steelers, Pittsburgh players who haven't been vaccinated will be wearing yellow wristbands at practice. Thing or not a thing? Uh, this is going to be uh, a really awkward couple of weeks. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say on this. It's going to be a really awkward couple of weeks because there's a lot going on. Uh, you saw the Vikings coach was fired over Patriots the weekend. Coach, they decided to part ways. Yeah. So this is going to be – there's a lot to go into this. Yeah. There's a lot going. And one I don't – I think it's going to be really bumpy. One of my former teammates, Darren Bates, great special teams player. He was with us in the Rams and then uh, had been in Tennessee for a while. Had a workout scheduled. They call him the day before. Are you vaccinated? No, I'm not. Okay, cancel workout. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Look, it's – well, NFL's going to roll on the way they want to. a tremendous – Disadvantage to not be vaccinated. Yep. It's just a Only tremendous 16 disadvantage. teams are at the 85%. And guess what? If you're starting now, then the question is, hey, so five weeks. are we tracking the, the two-shot or these all Johnson & Johnsons? Is it just a one poke? How long until they get out of that? It, it's, man, well, it's just confusing. It gives me a headache. And on, on the two-poke ones, it's one, like 21 days, another one. And then it's two weeks after that. Like, if you would have started in the last week, you're really not going to be playing until the end of August. Right. That's the reality. Yep. The Warriors hold picks number 7 and 14 in the NBA draft this week. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green have made it clear to management to prioritize winning now. Reportedly, Bradley Beal is at the top of their list for potential trades. Thing or not a thing? Big thing. I mean, this is what this is smart organizations. The Warriors having won what they win three championships. They won yeah. three championships in five years, and they have two. They picked number one overall or number two overall last year with Wiseman, and now they have seven and fourteen. Yeah, so they're going to have Wiseman. These three veterans. They still have Andrew Wiggins, and they could package something to get Beal. This is a really good organization, is what it is. Mm. It is. It is. Take care of – listen, you only have a window for so long. And yeah. Golden State should have the memory of when they were irrelevant in oh the boy. league. Irrelevant. So they know that. Take advantage of this as long as you got those guys on your team, those three, and try to support them and try to make another run at it. They're not – I don't think they're that far. You get Beal over not. there, they're not that far. But the way the league is still played, you get Clay back. People forgot about Clay. You get Clay and Steph, have them splash brothers making threes. Draymond, you know, hustling. I mean, yeah, they're not that far. No. Last one for you. Gardner Minshew is still hoping to get the starting job for the Jaguars. Yes. Recently on the green light with Chris Long, oh my he revealed one of the strategies he's employing. Quote, I'll say this, man, in preparation for the competition, I haven't taken a blank in weeks. He didn't say blank, though. And he <laughs> continues, because number two isn't an option for me. <laughs> number right. two is not an option. Thing or not a thing. What a legend. <laughs> what a legend. Spend a day walking in that kid's shoes, right? I mean, what a quote. 
It's an incredible. That'd be pretty quote. painful. I assume, though, in all in all seriousness, this is a fun quote. Obviously, he's not. He has no chance. But what's <laughs> what is really fascinating is like, is Urban like is he on board with helping Lawrence? Because if you have a backup who isn't on board with that, it can be a disaster. Yeah. So he does need to if he's going to be a mentor. Or he's I don't know how he could be a mentor. He's only a year or two older than Lawrence. Um, but you, he can't be a distraction. Totally can't agree. Yep. Totally. And agree. you can be. You can be. You can be a distraction, and that's a problem. Um, an incredibly busy sports weekend, and some news today, uh, aside from all the other things we've done in the last two hours, on uh, the the NCAA realignment ru- uh, rumors that have become pretty official out of Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, we will get into that, uh, what it means, this, this crazy meeting over the weekend between them and the Big 12 that meant nothing. You can understand how the Big 12 would be hurt, but guess what? It's not going to make a dang bit of difference. And what is Ohio State's place in all of it? We'll get to all of it coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show. That's the next thing. That is the next thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, we got a giveaway for the kids. A pair of tickets to the Impractical Jokers Tour at the shot December 30th. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Let's go fourth caller now at 821 uh, Picks those up, and uh, you'll be happy that you did. Uh, that is wild uh, in the update there for Matt Andrews with DeChambeau and Rom, both vaccinated and positive and out. Uh, the NF, this is going to be a college realignment hour for you here, and Chris Vedini is going to help. But um, the most incredible thing that is going to be having to deal with here is, and what we talk about most is the NFL and college football. Are, are you going to have, like Jeremiah Wusukormo, and I don't know if he's vaccinated or not, but are you going to have vaccinated guys who have tested positive with no symptoms right. not play? Right. Right. Yep. This is just from Schefter four minutes ago. Just this month, 13 staffers and four players, including one of each this weekend, have been tested positive for COVID despite being vaccinated. NFL and PA have been in discussions to increase testing cadence for vaccinated staff and players as an extra precaution. So then those who aren't incentivized to get vaccinated, then what's the point? Just like if they do a mask mandate for everyone vaccinated or not around the nation, do you think that's going to encourage more people to get vaccinated? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just asking. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just saying this is where we are right now in it's where you are. society. And there's a whole lot of people who have already moved on. Um, there's a whole section of our country that is past it, right? Um, yeah. And it's – I mean, it's literally per hotel that I even go to, Bo. Like in Minnesota, every day was housekeeping – um, you know, the whole deal and in, uh, Indiana, nope, no, no, uh, room service unless you ask kind of thing. Um, everyone's treating it differently. I don't know. So my assumption is they're testing everybody that goes back to a locker room, which yeah. I'm okay with, like, quite honestly, like I'm okay with, like if the NFL sure. wants to test everyone coming back, sure. Once you're there and you're vaxxed, they real, if they want to incentivize and say, we're not going to, but it sounds like they're going to test these guys anyway. Right. And I wonder if all the guys who are feeling pressure or were pressured to get vaccinated that didn't really want to but didn't want to go through all that, you know, if they knew that they would still be tested. 
Because I would assume that was one of the main things for them to well, get vaccinated the, was that I don't have to do this I, testing crap I, anymore. I remember them not having to be tested as much. Right. Not daily like right. it was without the vaccine. Yeah. So. Like Rom is like when I heard John Rom's name in the update, I go, "Oh my gosh, poor guy!" Right, he's been, he's been vaxxed in the memorial and now the Olympics. Right, I'm like, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot. Um, all right, a uh, couple of things on this has been a crazy seventy two plus hours on the yeah, on has. the college football re- realignment. So the news break broke what uh, Big Ten? This was Thursday. It broke that Texas and Oklahoma were uh, the Houston Chronicle broke the story. He, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, and yeah. at that time, I'm going to do the, you know, kind of Reader's Digest of the timeline. Texas A&M and Missouri goes, that over our dead body, will they go? Well, their dead bodies, apparently, they'll walk right over them because now both are, oh, yeah, well, come on in. It's going to be 14-0. Well, then you get the news over the weekend that Texas and Oklahoma met with the Big 12, and the Big 12, one of the things the Big 12 team said was, hey, don't waste our time. If you're gone, be gone. Like, right. we'll, we're going to have to figure something out. Don't waste our time. And Texas and Oklahoma apparently were receptive to listening. That was the reporting that was done, that they were receptive to listening. And the rest of Big 12 was like, hey, if you guys need more money than the rest right. of us, yeah. fine. You know, that's not very Ohio State of you. Um, but if that's what it takes, that's more important. So you get up this morning. I put the show together, and I'm saying, well, so you're saying there's a chance. Texas and Oklahoma could stay in the Big 12. Right. And 35 minutes ago, Texas and Oklahoma put out joint statements saying, that they're blowing up um, their deal with the Big 12, their grant and rights deal in 2025, and that they're done at that point. Now, they don't say we're going to the SEC, right. but there's been a lot of reporting from smart people that it's that it's done. Um, so a couple of things on this. Adam Rittenberg with a, a pretty solid point. He said, Texas to the SEC, likely foregone conclusion, but two things to keep in mind. The Big Ten is the better institutional fit for Texas than the SEC. Um, he's right on that front, uh, that it is a better fit. The Big Ten brands don't behave at all like Texas, though. They share revenue equally and actually care about the good of the league, maybe to a fault. So he says this as a fa- – that's my line, maybe to a fault. That's Uncle No, no I, I'm not I'm, Rittenberg. I'm with you, yes. Yeah, just want to make sure the audience knows. So then Rittenberg tweets out about 25 minutes ago, heard today from several people that the Big Ten would only be interested in adding schools from the AAU. Nebraska no longer is, but they were when they joined the league. Texas is an AAU member along with Pac-12 schools like Cal, Washington, Colorado, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Stanford, Oklahoma is not an AAU. Notre Dame obviously would be an exception. Mm-hmm. So that is the landscape of it. Um, as you've had 72 hours to think about it and spent some time at Big Ten Media Days, where are you now with all of this? <sighs> I, did you read Andy Staples' article in The Athletic about um, it was conference about realignment is a ruthless business, which is why the Big Ten should consider raiding its old friend, the Pac-12. And Yeah, we talked about that last week. And it's, the problem with it is I, th- I think I laid out the way to do it, that you would have an east and west branch and you would play a couple of games each day, each season – from the other side of the conference. Right. And you could even play the conference. I don't like his pods. His pods have east and west mixed together throughout them. I don't think that makes sense. It's not viable in the non-revenue sports to do that. Well, he said it would be only for football, and the non-revenue makeup would look different. Um, It's not viable for football either. Yeah. So it's the Association of American Universities is what the AAU stands for. Yeah. 
because he talks about how Kansas and Iowa State are trying to get into the Big Ten because they are both AAU members. That does nothing for us, obviously. Nothing. Um, but he does say those teams, um, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, they're all um, AAU. There's a really confusing sentence in here. Um <laughs> But then I also thought about the Big Ten Academic Alliance, the academic consortium of Big Ten schools. Former Big Ten okay. member University of Chicago is no longer a member of the consortium, but remains a collaborator. What? That group couldn't possibly pass up a chance to ask Cal and Stanford to join. What? Yeah. Like we're t- anyway. You got You got to You got to worry about football and men's basketball, and then academics have your own little little clubhouse. And here's the sad thing. You guys create they your won't. own little clubhouse. This clubhouse here, is for football. Bo. You know this. We're too arrogant up Idiots. here. Like, I agree, but we are. We're too arrogant. We're too arrogant we with are. the AAU the first time. We're too arrogant with the, oh, we know better. Look at us. We're going to cancel the season. Watch everybody follow us. And nobody did except nobody. the Pac-12. Maybe that's why we will join the Pac-12. At least they're like-minded. Um, yeah. it, it is – it's disappointing. Um because there was an unbelievably awesome, awesome opportunity to get Texas and Oklahoma and a few other schools to join your conference. To ha- they were uh, geographically they weren't too out of the box. You know what I mean? You you helped Nebraska. You'd have these unbelievable games. It'd be so exciting for football fans. It, I mean, the thing is, the Big Ten is the only conference on a spreadsheet that is able to financially keep up with the SEC, and I have zero confidence that they're going to make the right decisions to do so. It's funny when you um, when you see people, and I've seen this a lot, well, look, the Big Ten makes more money than anybody else. The Big Ten makes more money. Than, why do we have to do anything? We're making more money than everybody. You know what? So did Wayne Huizinga at one point. <laughs> and you know what he owned? Blockbuster. Uh, he owned Blockbuster. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Go tell me what Netflix is worth now. Yep. You have to have conferences. You have to have conferences that see – this is about 10 years from now, and this is why, folks, if you've listened to me for a long time, I was adamant about this when we yep. added Rutgers in Maryland. Adamant. Adamant. And Gene Smith was not pleased with me when I pressed him on. In fact, he called me naive, and I like Gene a lot. He called me naive. My statement to him at the adding of Maryland and Rutgers was, are you concerned – that adding two schools without football pedigree in an effort to get their television cable rights markets, the cable buy in those markets, in an era where we're getting closer and closer to people buying a la carte. And Gene said, Bo, I think that's being naive. Uh, I think, and, and his, his, I'm sure we have it somewhere. I mean, I, this was 10 years ago when, I, when, we, when, I, when we had Gene on, and he was great. And I love Gene. It's, this is not about Gene. It's about 10 years ago doing expansion with the idea of the Big Ten Network only and cable buy. And we've all gotten really rich off of it. But I don't know if you've looked at a map lately, buddy. Where is the population growing? We're losing a congressman in Ohio. Yeah. Ohio is not gaining population. Yeah. It's not. Guess where population is gaining? The South. South is gaining population. This is not about Ohio State or the Big Ten being viable and making the most money now or next year. It's 10 years from now. That's what it's about. 
And if you had a chance 10 years ago to buttress Nebraska with Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, whoever, pick four of them if you wanted to get to 16 and be the first 16-team conference, and you didn't because you were worried about cable buy in New York, New Jersey market in D.C.? Come on. Come on. So don't give me that we make more money than the SEC now. We won't. Have you seen the SEC's new deal with the ESPN? And by the way, who's going to bid for our deal? <laughs> that's That's been the pushback about people on Friday when I was there was like, so why would they add Kansas and Iowa State? I mean, that's just less money for each individual Big Ten school with a TV contract. Why would they add more schools? Right. Like, buddy, if you're for ESPN, do you need the Big Ten anymore? No. No, you don't. Or if you do, you do you even have to pay as much to, for as many games? No, you know, you're not going to bid it games. up. So we'll, we'll pay a bunch to try to get maybe Ohio State, Penn State, but we don't really need all the others. Who is Fox going to be bidding against when our deal is up? I mean, you can hope that Amazon and Apple and all those people come to the table. But I remember talking to a buddy of mine who works at Facebook Sports, and he's like, our view isn't that we need to pay for any rights. Our view is you should be paying us to broadcast. We have the people coming to our sites. Mm. We don't need you. Yeah. So how many still have... That, that's that's the point of all this. The SEC has said football and men's basketball, people care a great deal about. Yeah. And they will pay for it. They will pay to watch it. And that's what their expansion's been about. Mm. That's what Texas and Oklahoma, you think they were worried about AAU status? Right. Academic sharing? What? Right. No. No, they're not. And their product now we were doing that last Friday on the show. I went over just a mock schedule for one of those places, Texas or Oklahoma. I think it was Texas, and I said, good grief. If you look at those pods, they could play Alabama, Auburn, Texas A&M, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Mm. Pods are good pretty, luck playing Maryland. Those pods are pretty ridiculous. And Rutgers and Indiana. And I know, that's what Annie Staples' pod was. It had, like, USC, UCLA, Rutgers, Maryland, I'm like, and Penn State. I'm like, what? How does that make sense? Right. No, keep the teams right. in the West and the West, have a few crossover games, right? And It's the only way to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the only way to do it. And so if you're the Pac-12, though, you got to be pumped. I mean, you were the fifth bat, you were the fifth most interesting big <laughs> power five. And now you're like, well, looks like we're moving up to four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like. I think I think Andy's got it wrong. I don't think that's the league to poach. No. I don't think it's the league to poach. No. I don't think it's – and by the way, what should Ohio State's priority be in all of this? The ACC that's, is that's the another league to big go part after. Of this. The problem is they have a very smart commissioner in Jim Phillips. And if you look right, at what Jim Phillips did at Northwestern, we forget that he was a part of the Big Ten. So you might say, well, he'll know how to negotiate. No. He knows how to work – Who's to say that Jim Phillips isn't calling Penn State and being like, come on, man, you've never fit in there. I know. Right. I was there. They already talked about how West Virginia is already calling out to the ACC. They're saying, well, we've always loved y'all, and we still love you. Please take us. Take us. <laughs> and we're, you know, so, so that's where I want to go next. What, how should, and this is an important distinction, how should Ohio State combat this 
And how is that different than the Big Ten's plan? And it ought to be significantly different. We get to that coming up next. Bishop and Laurenitis right here. Bishop and Laurenitis is presented by Window Nation. Searching for a replacement window? Visit windownation.com today. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Top shelf conversation from top shelf gentlemen. That's a pretty emphatic situation. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. Pretty good line from uh, Rittenberg where he talks about how Texas's ideals do not align uh, with the Big Ten, where the Big Ten thinks about what's best for the league. Is it in Ohio State's best interest to think about what's best for the league right now? Mm, no, but they will. Yeah. They always have. Yeah. I think there's a pride around here that they won't ever say it publicly, but I think privately there's a pride of, we have made we have built the Big Ten. And we have built yeah. our league. We are part of it. We've made life better for every one of our member institutions because of us. Versus forget the Big Ten, man. We can go out on our own. You may people I've met that said, Why doesn't Ohio State just go independent? Yeah. Looks been working for Notre Dame. I'm like <laughs> they care about the league. Yep. But and, and the traditions and a lot look at I'm not saying those things don't matter. I love tra- that's what one thing I love about college football. Is the traditions and the rivalries? This this Texas program saw one of their traditions in Nebraska leave, and then they're willing to say, you know what, the heck with the whole thing. They saw Arkansas leave. They saw A and M leave. They're like, man, forget these traditions are over. Is what they said. Only one we need is OU. Let's go together. And it's <laughs> what's funny is that to read the rhetoric coming out of this bow is how people are like, I expected this from Texas. They've always been arrogant. And thought they didn't need yeah. anybody, but yeah, we're disappointed in Oklahoma, kind of thing. As yeah. if like Texas convinced them, um, and it's kind of really interesting. A lot of um, obviously I mean, this is a why lot o- of why Nebraska betrayal. left. Yes, a lot of betrayal, right? Like as you read more and more, uh, I saw something today from I forget who it is. So that's a great job out of me. But basically posted like. Just spoke out last Thursday to a top-ranking, you know, Big 12 official who said he talked to a really high-ranking Texas person who said that there's nothing to worry about here. <laughs> I'm like, the oh, betrayal yeah. was so deep. I mean, six months. And then the fact Incredible that. Incredible deception. The fact that you, there's rumors that ESPN has been involved, obviously, like hinting at like TV numbers and all that. And I'm like, if you don't think that they didn't shop what a TV deal <laughs> could be, then you're naive, right? Like, right. Let's remember they own the Longhorn Network. Of course they do, which, guess what? The Longhorn Network doesn't even need to be around anymore because the SEC network is a part of ESPN as well, and they have the full package. So Why can't the Longhorn Network is SEC struggling too. In its, yes. So it all get folded in together. There's so Two much SEC random reporting going teams. on right now. I saw this. Yahoo Sports is saying that the Big Ten wants only the four California schools and not Oregon. I find that hard to believe. Oregon's an AAU school and one of the top athletic ones. Um but that'd be so like us to be like, oh, we got Cal and Stanford and UCLA. Right. We captured LA Why with would UCLA. USC well, what about that? USC? Right. I don't know. I Stupid. Don't know. But this is where we are now. And it's fun for us because we get to chase all these rabbit holes and figure out what's yeah. going to happen. But um, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a wild. Just think about what we've been through. In the last year in sports, don't don't even go. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of it outside of sports, right. um, but just sports with the the whole mindset of 
the transfer portal, no penalty transfers, name, image, and likeness. Texas and OU are saying no more to the Big 12. Bro, this is getting divorced and then living with your spouse for four years. Mm-hmm. This is insane how they're going to try to play in this conference. Like, can, well, I, I, think, I would just I, love I'd it. be shocked if they do. I'd be shocked. I, I would just love it if the Big 12 commissioner, like, the championship game is OU and, like, Iowa State. And Oklahoma wins, and the commissioner doesn't even bring the trophy. No, nope, we're keeping it. This leaves like, it. Vince McMahon, the Bret Hart. Hey, Vince, <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm gonna. Yeah, sure, Brett, go ahead. You go ahead and leave as the WWF champion. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll let that. And happen. walking down and ringing the bell with Shawn Michaels in the in the Montreal screw job. There you go. That's you. You thought you were gonna leave my company with the strap? Get out of here. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah. Let me let me just <laughs> say a couple of things on this. Uh, number one, I don't think we should be in the worrying in the Pac-12 anyway. We should be in the ACC. Uh, that's where th- this is about football. Yeah, that's what television is about. It's about football, and there is more football talent continuing to blossom in the Carolinas, mm-hmm. in Georgia, in Florida, by far more than what's going on in the West Coast. Quarterbacks are in the West. Try Coast. to capture Florida, man. You got to go Miami, North Carolina. You can't Clemson. worry. The uh, plus, like those are all doable. Yes, you can you can play those for the non revenues. There, it's easy to get to places. Yes, you can, that that is a far. The other thing that could do is it could force Notre Dame's hand. You know how much they don't want any part of this. No, that could force Notre Dame's hand. So, like, that's really the path forward ought to be to mm-hmm. me. Like, if you go to the Pac-12, that's unmanageable mm-hmm. it, as as one giant entity. If if you want to say it's two entities under one governance, fine, yeah. maybe. Really, where you want to get is the ACC, where the ACC is. You want North Carolina. You want Clemson. You want you want to be in Miami. You want to be in North Florida, South Georgia. That's where talent is. Yeah. That's where talent is. Yeah. And if you want to poke a couple from the – if you want to get Baylor and Kansas for – fine, get a couple of those too. But the idea that we're – the idea that we would take the four Californias is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You got to give them some help. Didn't we learn anything from Nebraska? Mm. We learned mm. nothing. The the Big Big Ten, as current, if all you have to do, folks, and I, we got Chris Vanini on. I want to hit him on time, but I just want to say this: all you have to do is look at Penn State and Michigan and Nebraska, and all you have to do is say, did you, did they think they would be where they are fifteen years ago? No. Mm-mm. Why would they? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But their recruiting bases have dried up. Yep. We are a conference of one superpower and a bunch of museums right now. Yep. You know what's interesting? Real quick, while you, while you say that, I was on the phone with uh, Marcus, and I was talking about Penn State and Michigan and just kind of like the recruiting and all that, just picking his brain because he's out there in it. Yeah. And he goes, bro, what's fascinating to me is that every kid that we talk to, there still is this like twitch in their brain about Michigan's way cooler than Penn State. It's got to be the Jordan in the uniforms. Right? It has to be. And I'm like, that's so interesting to me. But that's a guy who would know, talks to a lot of kids. Yeah, he would. An interest in the, just Penn, the brand Penn State of has Michigan done a really poor job, a really poor job of being cool in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And that could be still some fallout from Sandusky where people right. just go, ah, yep. not for me. That could be. Uh, there's a lot to get to on this, just scratching the surface. Chris Vanini been covering it over the last 72 hours for The Athletic. He will join us on it coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Threes and Uncle Bo. If you know, you know. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. 
All right, let's get a little perspective on this. We head on to the Bryant Heating Cooling Systems fan guest online for a visit with our good friend Chris Benini. Covers college football, of course, for the athletic. Um, I, look, there's this feels like it changes every 15 minutes, Chris, so I'll just start you with a simple one that's probably got a complicated answer. Where are we now? Uh, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12 uh, at a TBD date, and everybody else is running around with uh, their hair on fire. Chris, there, in your expert opinion, is there any way that Texas and OU stay and play this thing out till 2025? I mean, it's like it'd be like getting divorced and living with your spouse for four years. I just, do you see that happening? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you, you don't get to the stage without thinking you can do it earlier. They can't legally say that now because of contracts and everything, but there will be, there will be many lawyers involved. My colleague, Max Olson reported that big 12 thinks probably 2023 ish. So, I mean, this is, it's not unprecedented that a team is leaving the conference and still has to play in the conference. It's happened many times, but four years is obviously a long time. They will come to some agreement likely at some point. Now, if you're the big 12, you, want to stretch this out as long as you can. You want it to go to 2025 because the second that they are officially gone, you're screwed. Uh, so there will be a lot of lawyers and a lot of uh, money being spent on those lawyers. Chris, in terms of how this happened and the back-channeling of this from various reporting, six months this has been being worked on and uh, you know, ESPN potentially was involved and, and all of this stuff and, and that this has been in the works for a very long time. Is it your understanding that this was always just a direct marriage between Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC, or do you think there's any chance they poked around up here? And the reason I ask that is, from a fit standpoint, um, the Big Ten feels like a better fit. Uh, And I say that just from the way the universities feel um, and the chance to have tremendous success in in the Big Ten versus I think what will be a struggle for both of those teams in the SEC. Um, are you fi- hearing anything of those rumblings? Did they reach out at all to, to the Big Ten? Nothing definitive that I've heard or has been out there that they called up the Big Ten to see what they could do because – and there's not going to be because, again, legally you can't, you can't right. engage the SEC until you've announced you're leaving the Big 12. So everything had to be super, super secret. But I would, I would be surprised if Texas and Oklahoma didn't check out the ACC or check out the Big 12, uh, the Big 10. But at the same time, you got to be careful with that because if the Big 10 hears about it, then maybe they leak it out and try to prevent it from happening. So these things were only known by a select few people. Clearly, Texas and Oklahoma wanted to leave, and leaving for the SEC were two separate uh, things. And it, obviously, you don't get to that point unless you think you're going to do it and you know where you're going. Chris, this is this is so perfect for all of us in the media, right? Uh, I've been reading nonstop everyone over at the Athletic and the different viewpoints on this. But what do you? What's your take on? The rest of the Big 12, there's so many thoughts on, well, what's the Big 10 do? Do they try to take some of the Big 12? Does the Big 10 try to raid the Pac-12? Do they form a super conference? Is it the ACC that should be raided? What's Notre Dame doing? Just what, what is the next domino after all this? Do, what is the, do you think it's more likely that the Big 10 is the next headline in this, or do you think it's somebody else? 
the next step is figuring out if anybody, any other conferences want any of the Big 12 leftovers. Because if they do, if your TCU and the Pac-12 calls, if your Kansas and the Big 10 calls, you got to take it. You, you got to jump ship and take that while you can. But if nobody else does, then it's a really interesting spot because you're at eight. Do you grab a UCF, a Houston, something like that to get to 10, to get to 12? Or do you stay at eight because they will stay an autonomous five conference. My colleague, Nicole Auerbach, reported that. They will still have that autonomous five label when it comes to NCAA governance. And the 12-team playoff model that we have a number of years down the road guarantees a spot for six conference champions. So if the Big 12 leftovers, the Big 8, can get through this and stay together, it's not that bad of a future. I I think staying together financially would be better for them than if they split apart and went to the, the American and went to the Mountain West. So I think it's in their interest to stay together, but it depends on if anybody is going to get picked off before then. Chris Vanini, our guest on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Of course, fantastic national college football reporter for The Athletic. Ohio State, uh, which is, of course, where we currently do this fine program in the, in the city of Columbus. And, and our priorities here, and I use ours from the Ohio State perspective, has been what is best for the league. That's what, what it's done, and I think at times to a fault. Ohio State is a very good partner in this. Uh, but Ohio State is also one of one in this league. It is the one national power, and I don't know how viable any of the rest of the schools in this league are, and we're talking about college football because that's what drives the bus on television deals, and that's what's driving the bus on expansion now. Can Ohio State afford to stand pat and do nothing if, as the rest of this is going on, or does Ohio State need to rather force the hand of the Big Ten to get involved and to open up this thing to some programs that frankly have some more fertile recruiting bases than currently are. Well, the, the problem is I don't know if any of these other teams bring anything to the big 10. I mean, Ohio state's already recruiting Texas pretty well. Does, does adding a TCU or a Baylor or a Texas tech, like make that much of a difference. Ohio state just played for the national championship. It's not like they're, it's not like they're falling behind everybody. They have the number one recruiting class as it stands. I, I don't know if, you know, the Big Ten has always had the revenue sharing. Everybody's been on an equal footing. Ohio State and Northwestern share, share that conference money. And that's why the conference has lasted for 100 years. That's why the conference has been so strong with so few changes because everybody was in it together. And, my concern for college sports in general is we get down the road where Ohio state and Michigan feel like it's not. And they decide to go off and make some sort of super league or something. But where things stand with Ohio state right now, there's nobody who's going to bring that much value. There's nobody, there's no Texas or Oklahoma out there. That's going to help unless you're able to merge with the PAC 12 and essentially create a, a mega conference. So I don't know if the big 10 adding anybody really makes that much of a difference. So let me ask you this then. For the Big Ten, if I had to put you on the spot, I won't hold you to this because nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. But is it more likely that – I'll give you four options. The Big Ten does nothing. They add a couple of Big 12 leftovers. They merge with the Pac-12 in some way. Or they're able to steal anybody out of the ACC. What is the most likely for the conference that we cover up here? 
of those four options, I would say yep. they probably stand pat. Um, I, 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 the, the Pac-12 merger is something that could happen scheduling down the road. I mean, before the Big Ten moved to nine conference games, they had agreed to a scheduling you know situation with the Pac-12 where they were going to play each other, and then that fell apart as everything else fell apart. Grabbing teams from the ACC, I'm not sure. The ACC's got that TV deal locked up through 2036. They're in a really tough spot. They need to try to add a Notre They desperately need to add a Notre Dame. I don't know if they can. Uh, but of those options, I think the Big Ten probably stays path. Chris, great stuff as always on a on a wild story. Here we are again. Feels like we just did it like 10 years ago, and here we are again. Oh, I guess we did do it 10 years ago. Appreciate your time, Chris. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, Chris Fedini covers college football for The Athletic. Um, the, the, just one pushback on the thing, and I, I'm not going to be in a position of arguing with guests, but the only thing that I would say is uh, on Ohio State and recruiting now, yes, now it's fine. It is fine. But when you go down to Texas five years from now and you say, do you want to play in this league against the teams we play, or from the Texas perspective, do you want to play against the best of the best? Do you want to play in the closest thing mm. to the National Football League? Mm. Or do you want to go play – who Ohio State plays. Right. That's what it's it's not about now. We're fine now. We'll be fine right. five years from now. But we'll be yep. fine ten. Yep. That's what it's really about. It's really about down the line and making sure that Ohio State real quickly, Ohio State has to think about Ohio State. And yep. it can't worry about anything else right now. That's to me where it is. Yep. So we'll see. All right. Three things on a Monday. What a day. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. The Fan Guest Hotline is sponsored by Accurate Heating and Cooling and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to keep you and your home comfortable. The Fan. Two legends, one show. Well, it's all a lie. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time for three things on a Monday edition. Hit a chopper. One, two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurinaitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, one one serious one, and then we'll, I'll get into some fun. So, number one for me, like we, we talked about this a little bit, and normally we would have talked about more. There's just so much going on. Uh, the JOK positive test, the Frank Reich positive test, more and more that are going to happen around the league. Remember, folks. A year ago, the NFL was kind of a precursor into what, like, our life was going to be in the fall. Remember that? People, boy, this is strict. Remember how that was? Just be prepared. Be prepared mm. for for what the coming months could be. Because this, on from the NFL perspective, I feel like the next couple of weeks are going to be really, really rough. And it's going to be a lot of confusion and a lot of stuff that people don't understand, rightfully so. Buckle in. Be kind and buckle in. Going to be an interesting couple weeks. Just be kind. Man, what a concept. People don't know how to be kind right. anymore. Um, That's it, man. Speaking about that, since you went off on the NFL, so the NFL, NFLPA, the wristbands, all that, I saw this tweet from Schefter. The NFLPA is not okay with the wristband thing. They said, where did this come from? Furthering my point, the NFLPA consistently gets backhanded by the NFL. Yeah. As something as they think it's an infringement on their privacy, and the NFL says, we don't care. Teams have the right. There is no, like the NFLPA, if you haven't figured it out yet, the NFL owns the NFLPA. Like, owns them. That is all. 
First one for me. Friday was a fun day to be hosting. It was a cool learning experience, especially for just a, a random day in the summer. But dealing with that much news and the uh, Cleveland changing to the Cleveland Guardians, and then Jensen Lewis could only be there for the first hour, and then it switched out to Timmy. It was a, it was a really like whirlwind day, but it was a lot of fun and a great experience for me. So I really enjoyed that. Sorry I couldn't be here with you guys. It's all right, Chopper. I'll tell you, uh, there are a few things. Well. We're speaking with a guy who played in the league, so, I mean, he obviously would know it. But there's something that the, the adrenaline rush of live radio in the moment is fun. It, it really is. It brings out the best of people, so good job out of you. Uh, number two, you mentioned Cleveland Guardians. I ran into so many people over the weekends who are like, I'm never going to watch uh, an Indians game again. Yes, you will. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. The, t- the baseball team's still in Cleveland. Would you rather them be in Nashville uh. or Portland? Nashville will take them. You're going to be fine. You'll be fine. It's all going to be okay. Relax. My second thing, um, Bo, uh, one thing that I cannot trust is hotel parking validation cards. So Mm, hate that. Big Ten Network always covers our parking. They're great about this, right? So thankfully, whenever I had a rental, which I didn't a lot, but every now and again, you'd get a rental in Chicago and they'd cover your parking at the hotel which is like 70 bucks a night um but i'm staying at the jw marriott and so i check in and they're like are you in the parking garage yes i am well here's this card just insert on the way out parkings on the big 10 network okay thank you and then what seems to always happen to myself is i go to leave i insert card and it always says this is not the first time card not validated oh Mm -hmm. great let me try it again card not validated insert payment card not validated and then you hear a horn from behind you you look back i gotta back up i gotta go back up to the front deck there's like three cars now you're like screw it so then you paid a 94 dollars bill and it's the big 10 network will cover it but it's just the it's the whole premise that damn it get your machine to work that is all yep you're like drew Brees in that mardi gras float that's it that's exactly it that's exactly how i felt (laughs) so much pressure my second one, as you guys know, I like simple jokes, you know, just little things that you can throw out there. And it always warms my heart a little bit when Twitter seems to get my little joke every once in a while. And you get a tweet that, that, that pops up with, with a few more likes than you were expecting. Simple one that I threw out this week after the Cam Atkinson trade and the Seth Jones trade the day before. I just said, more like the Columbus New Jackets. Bang. Six retweets, 81 likes. I know that's not crazy metrics, but for me, it was up there. And I was just happy that people um, were amused by that joke as much as I was. Have you seen uh, New Jack City? No, I've not. You should do that as, a, as one of your uh, one of your movies because that would add to that would add a layer to your uh, to your New Jackets. That would there you, you know, go. Nino Brown's a real thing, buddy. Uh, number three for me. It's watching a little bit. I didn't know if I'd watch Olympics. I'm totally was sucked in. I watched like 45 minutes of water polo last night. And I, I come away thinking what I thought when I was five. This is insane. This is insane. These people are treading water for like an hour. Yeah. And it doesn't seem that they're even like breaking a sweat. Like it's they don't even seem to be breathing hard. I, I don't understand it. I can't flail around for 30 seconds. No. And these guys can tread water for an hour. It's insane. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yes. That synchronized swimming doesn't make sense to me. There's a whole lot. Um, I saw this stat, Bo, that was absolutely heartbreaking. Type 2 diabetes has hit an all-time high in children through the pandemic. Oh, no. People, just watch what you're – 
just just pay attention. Just pay attention. It breaks my it's heart that diabetics. I mean, it is the amount of sugar that could be consumed just in liquid alone is out, it's outrageous. Just pay attention cuz it's these kids cuz when it's a child, guess what? They are directed by you, mom and dad. You're helping them make decisions before they leave your house. So help them. That is all. My last one, we're going on a vacation with some college friends this week. Different than the bachelor party because the wives and the girlfriends are, are coming along with this one. So hopefully I won't hurt my other foot. But the, the big reason is my parents were gracious enough to offer to watch the dog again. I think they like the energy of the puppy. So they, they really enjoy watching her, as I said last week. But it's And I'm sure you guys can relate to this when kids are out of the house. I'm sure it's even another step up. But when you lose that, like, that layer of responsibility and you're just at home, life is just so much quieter and simpler and easier. <laughs> and it's just a dog. So I can't even imagine what it's like with kids. No, you can't. Uh, we are back tomorrow. You, Who knows what tomorrow will bring on all of this? A, a crazy sports Monday. Rothman and Ice will navigate you through the next three hours of it. We're back tomorrow. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan.